I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspence Radio, home of the two-hour chat. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. This week, it's uh, not bad for your boy, me. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, Essendon, two in a row. We're back. After my finals hopes were dashed and dead in the water, Essendon's come out two weeks in a row and uh, beaten a fairly decent team. Can I say? Mm. No, 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 no. But in all seriousness, the four teams that Essendon have beaten this year are all teams that started the year as flag chances. Adelaide, Port Adelaide, the Giants, and... Geelong. Geelong. Unless, of course... You're me, in which case you call that the Giants were going to finish in the top eight this year. And where the fuck are they? Oh, that's right. They're 11th or 12th. Good profit call, Tom. And uh, how many more games are they going to win for the year? Not a lot. They're fucked. I think so too. Well, we're getting ahead of it, but they're fucked. Dusha, I think your biggest scalp is probably Port Adelaide at this point. Yeah. Although you had Adelaide. I reckon it's Geelong at the G, just quietly. Nah, Geelong have proven over the last couple of weeks that they're... Um, Fucking one this week. They're not up to the mustard. Yeah, who'd they beat this week? Um, someone. And what were the casualties of that game? Don't do sure. <laughs> actually, raw. that was really that was mean. I forgot that you actually won. Yeah, we your did. Demeanor is quite sad. <laughs> oh, it just so Geelong won in an, in a game of footy that the coach described as horrible. <laughs> Can I interject um, and yeah. just say to Dusha, yeah, that when Brisbane get a win, I guess I don't come at it from an arrogant point of view. I just take the win. Yeah, but we've got typical Geelong arrogance. <laughs> 10-point win is not good enough, is it, mate? Nah, because it shouldn't be. That's so, terrible. You should have f- won. Wait. It was a five-goal win. Oh, was it? Yeah. Where did I get 10 points from? I'm not sure. Was we, it, it, was, points it was 10 points l- at some point. Must have been 10 points when I looked at the score. 10 points at three-quarter time, I think. Yeah, okay. Yeah, look. The, no, the only reason... I'm actually happy that they won because yeah. it was good that they won. The thing that sucks, and we're getting in early, but I'm going to get out of it, get it out of the way because footy is bleak this week because um, cult hero and probably my new favourite... AFL footballer, yep. Sava Radigalia, 19 years old at the Cats, absolute fucking champion, weapon, was going to be... The future. The fu- he still is the future. And the present. 
and the pre- he just looked like he was ready to take this year by the scruff of the neck and just sh- beat the shit out of it. Broke two bones in his ankle in a really awful yeah. accident where he just his foot got stuck underneath him when he landed from a marking contest. Question for both of you boys. His season's done. Has the side's fortunes ever been so closely tied to a 19-year-old before? Because I don't think Geelong can win it. He, he, he's, he's so he, important he actually about structure. one of the most important players in your team. So important. Because it means that Tom Hawkins gets a chop out. Yeah. It's, it's the thing that... So every year, the end of every year, anytime they do a season review where Geelong haven't won a grand final in the last couple of years, the, the, the season review is always they need to find a second foil for Hawkins. And in their recruiting, that's what they've done a lot of. Like getting Crammery in, getting Mitch Clark in, going after Reece Stanley. A lot of these guys were there to be like the second banana... To Hawkins, <laughs> and Wiley Buzz is developing as an inter- as a nice little player. I Buzzer, like him. I like him. But Radigalia was looking like he was going to be that, and not only that, he was probably going to take the mantle from Hawkins in a couple of years. And he looked, he looks dangerous. He was, he's quick. But season probably over. He's had surgery today on the the broken bones. They put screws and plates into his leg. It's a double break, wasn't it? Double break. Around his ankle, it was real bad as well. Did you hear? Apparently, like, not as bad as what they thought. No, as in like the incident itself was oh, really bad. It was he was he was he had the green whistle within about thirty seconds. Yeah, he was like it's uh, the commentators when I was watching were like this is like the first time they could remember where the green whistle was given to them before the play was even like off, off the, the ground. ground. Just for people who don't know, the green whistle is like morphine. the morphine yeah. thing. Yeah? yeah, yeah, and he was like screaming. Apparently, you could hear it in the stands. Yeah, well, this, my, like, they're on radio today, and. Um, I think it was Damien Barrett on Purple Warrior said, oh, Dale Thomas said that he could hear the screams from 20 metres away. 20 metres? Of course you could fucking hear the screams. <laughs> well, this is, I, I didn't go down to Geelong for this game. Um, I stayed up in Melbourne. Oh. But my parents were there. Is that because you thought mm, this will be a, an easy No, win? no. I'd, um, I'd actually, this is going to sound, I'd actually got a bit of traveller's fatigue because I realised I've been to every single game that Geelong's played this year except for the one in Western Australia. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I actually just need a, a game at home. Yep. I, need, I need to watch it on TV. I put together a fucking mint cheese board that also had M and M's in it. Oh, yeah, I know. I, I, we went, we went hard, um, Michaela and I, and we had the cat with us, and some friends came around to watch the yep. game. And but <laughs> we watched. Yeah, the cat was there. The cat's the fucking best. No, I laughed. I've seen Elsa's your cat's name. Yeah, right? it's a great cat. It's mm. the best cat. Point of the story is, I was laughing at the. Um, I can't even remember you. I've got friends that came around, or I made a good cheese board. That's all I've said. Yeah, no, I can't. Or the image of me at home with a cat. <laughs> I think it was in my footy jumper. Oh, no. I remember what made me laugh now. And thank you for bringing this <laughs> okay, back. Okay, yeah. The idea of you bringing friends over to have a cheese board, wearing your Geelong jumper, and then watching Geelong just play absolute shit. <laughs> Can I say, <laughs> I do have I have two jumpers. I have two footy jumpers. I have a jumper I wear, which is that woolen one that you've seen. Yeah, I, I wear that two games. I then have another jumper that I wear. You've got a home and away my, jumper. I've got a home and away jumper. Uh, so my away jumper is when I watch games just on the couch. Yeah, I would a, call that the home jumper as you are at home. Can I ask, okay. <laughs> do what, the friends you had around, are they football fans? They are both Geelong, Geelong supporters. Oh, okay. so I, I, think, I thought it might be like people who are uncommon with the game and you were trying oh, no, to sell no, them on the game. Trust me, I'm not inviting strangers or people who don't understand football to watch me watch football because it's not pretty. And the guy who we, like the, the mate of mine who is a Geelong supporter w- with me, he, um, he gets vocal like I do. So it was good. We both were like, well, that's bullshit about, about dodgy free kicks. But... You could actually hear on the TV, the crowd was silent when that happened. And my parents were like, it's dead quiet here. You can hear like people talking. Did you call up Terrence at halftime? Well, my mum sent me a message as soon as it happened that just said, Big Sav is out. Yeah. And then because the the, the um, 
connection must be a bit fucked there. I got three of them in a row. Just the big savers out, the big savers out, the big savers out. And I was like, oh, mum, are you okay? Um, <laughs> but no, look, it is, it is really shattering. Chris Scott seemed really deflated talking about it. And you could actually – it felt like the energy of the players when he went off dropped substantially. Yes, Carlton had kind of come back a bit. But it just felt like the whole mood of the team was like, oh. Because he, he just looks like that guy who lo- loves playing footy and loves crashing packs and everyone gets mm-hmm. around him. And Chris Scott said – when you lose a structurally important player, it's hard, but he brings so much more off the yeah. field. Just he's, It sucks. It, it really sucks. He's um, like a 19-year-old Jonathan Brown. Appetite for the contest. Absolutely. And just, just loves yeah. the game. And probably, this is, gonna, this is a big call. Brownie mm. was great. I would argue that he's got Brownie's appetite for the co- contest with a bit of rewild athleticism. Just can cover a lot of territory. Whoa, 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 whoa. Jonathan Brown was an athletic beast. Oh, no, nah, don't awe me. Do you know what team he played in? 2001 to 2004 Brisbane Lions. They weren't known for being athletes as much as they were known for being John wrecking balls. <laughs> John O'Brown was one of the fittest blokes in the AFL. When? It, when he fucking played. <laughs> I'm serious. Like, really? Yeah, he was That's amazing. He was as fit as Rebolt. Absolutely. Oh, I wouldn't have pegged him for that. Oh, fucking Maybe because it's not talked about a lot. Because everyone just no. talks about the fact that he just smashed his face into people. <laughs> yeah. That's you know that's what get re- had gets to retire because his face had been broken so many times. Brownie was up and down, up and down. Alistair Lynch was the guy who stayed in the in the goal square, just punching uh, blokes off, and also yeah. off, also off tried to murder people. But, uh, <laughs> um, it was no, just that so kind look, of team. There was a bit of a like. I'm happy we won. I'm just fucking sick of the injuries. Yeah, they said a lot. We've got like Harry Taylor's probably going to be out for a few weeks again. Dan yeah. Menzel's groin thing just keeps going, and it's just the more you, I hear about it, the, the worse worst it is. Sounds. Put, to put it in the terms, he had an injection that he reacted to, and if it's a cortisone injection, which I'm assuming it is, those kind of reactions can take months to shake off. Now, if you've had that in your hand or your arm, that's a bit frustrating or in your leg. But if you've had that in your groin, that affects so much your mobility and ability to train. How yeah. the fuck are you supposed to... Anyway... You can practice hand passing real good. So he's going to be good at that. But I don't want Dan Menzel hand passing. I want him getting the fucking ball and kicking awesome goals. So we won, but it is... Look, we are we went dark blue and white. Uh, things are a bit more dark blue Ooh. this week at the Cattery. Bloody hell! Yeah, I'm a bit I'm a bit flat, boys. But we won, so I'm going to take that. I'm going to find the glass half full, and we'll probably get to that when we get to my game because I've jumped ahead. Yeah, um, that's all right. Well, um, we spoke touch on my game. We've touched on your game. We'll uh, just quickly touch how you touch on Sean. How you can we touch Sean? Week? Is that nah? Look, we're all right. footy brothers here, boys. Right. Oh, here we oh. go. I don't like umpires. On the weekend. But there's some questionable decisions, Sean. There were some questionable decisions. It's like every now and again, the umpires are like, oh, I don't think, um, I think we've fallen out of the public consciousness a little bit. We better, we better get involved and give about 60 fucking free kicks in a game. I hate them. Um, there was one in particular. I don't know if you guys watched the game. It was a pretty shitful game to watch. It was basically Sydney playing like Sydney and us having to sort of match them. You did, you did though. Did quite well. I mean, we'll cover probably the Brisbane game a little bit more. When we get to it, but fuck me, there was a 50-meter penalty, and Tom, you're pretty savvy with the rules. Can you correct me on this? A free kick's been given to Sydney. The Brisbane yep. player has the ball in his hands. Yep. He has to give it to the player who it is the free kick of. Correct. What's happened is there's three players who have got up off the ground. Brisbane player has handed it to the Sydney player next to him, who has then passed it all of like 30 centimeters to the recipient of the free kick. Umpire's gone, well, hang on, 50-meter penalty. They kick a crucial goal. In a very low scoring game. You're going to hate me, Sean. Is that the ruling? That is the letter of the law. Oh, I fucking hate it. 
<laughs> That's the rule. Where's the compassion? So there was a game. A the player got up. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't give a fuck, sure. Tom. The player stood up. Yep. Literally, umpire hadn't said, oh, it's his free kick. He just passed it to the Sydney player because it's a Sydney free kick. Wait. Those two wait. players are standing. Always got to wait. Literally next to each other. Sean. Oh, I fucking hate it. I, it's a, it's a, it's frustrating. I Steve hate it. Johnson, Steve Johnson, the cheeky bastard that he was, once got a free kick, got a fifty minute penalty for a teammate because he pretended the free kick was for him, and when the player handballed the ball back, he just stepped back and went, "It's not mine." Missed the guy that it was for by like twenty <laughs> meters. I'm I went, "Well, that's a that's fifty minute penalty." I think Nick Rewalt did that once as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but no, and I, I hate it too, Sean. Crucial stage of the game. Crucial stage. The umpire missed that many fucking decisions, and then they give the shit ones and that are apparently the correct ones. There was so a, I'll, look, I'll I, cop to that. I'm not saying I like it, but it's the rule. There You've was got to give it straight five free player. kicks in that game. There was 60 in the Geelong Carlton game. Jesus, there were far too many free kicks in some of the games over the weekend. Fuck off, umpires. That's the basic thing. <laughs> well, they've been doing chuck I, the ball I, up and just let the game play. I felt like they started the year really well, where they let a lot of like 50-50 decisions go for the first few rounds, and then they fucked it since. They're and too it's involved. Like, no wonder, no wonder there's so many fucking careless contact with the umpire fines happening every week because they're just paying free kicks because <laughs> they're everywhere. I want them to be like Buster Bluth, seen but not heard. <laughs> Fuck off! Oh. it kill, it just kills you because you're watching a game and you you're in it and then just like just umpires. I I will say there's been get a lot. Fucked. Have you guys noticed there's been a lot of umpiring where the controlling umpire misses something, but the umpire farther away corrects them. And and I've yeah. noticed it, it's been right. Some of the time, but every now and again, you're like, "How the fuck did you see that?" And that guy didn't. Yeah. Well, like, uh, there was also a fucking horrific goal review decision. Oh, the Jack Higgins one in the Richmond game. Yeah the the one that was called touch, even though he took a mark about thirty five meters after the ball had gone through the goals. Uh, AFL actually came out and said that that was wrong. Well, but the- did you hear Steve Hocking? Who? What's his official title on the AFL? He's the uh, he's operations manager. I think that's it. Uh, he's basically second in charge of the yeah. AFL. Um, Good bloke. Good bloke. He came out this morning on radio and was like, oh, yeah, well, no, we take what Damien Hardwick said on board, but at the same time, um, the people who are making the decision actually have access to different footage than what you saw on the telecast. I thought that wasn't true. Why would you say that? Do they actually have another camera angle that we don't get to look at? Because it doesn't make sense to me. Where's the other camera? It doesn't... He's just talking It's in the pom-poms. <laughs> also, another thing, not every ground has the behind-the-goal Cameras, goal so, line cameras. So it's kind of like, why are they using this if they can't use it for every game? Well, Hardwick actually said in his press conference, he's like, "Well, they're going to have an Alice Springs. Like, what review technology? Like, they're not going to have a goal line camera. No, because it's a. You saw the ground; the grass wasn't there. Yeah, it's a rural ground in a, in in Alice Springs. Yep, it's not going to have all the bells and whistles. So, yeah, either. Either get all the grounds you have to play it up to a certain code. Did they have it in fucking Shanghai? Probably. Probably did. Oh. <laughs> we had drones flying over. There were the drones, which were then streaming into people's laptops that made up the other 5,000 people that you couldn't fucking see at the ground. Well, it's, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Treat it like the cricket. And if like India were like, we don't want to use it, we're not using it. Clearly, the clubs aren't happy with it. The technology isn't up to standard. Just leave it alone. Yeah. Well, but the thing is, they review every goal. After it's kicked. This is what so, Demo so, keeps bringing up. He so says, don't don't yeah. call for a review. Don't stop play. You know that every goal is going to be reviewed. Unless the umpire is like, I've actually got no fucking idea. Then review it. But if the umpire's <laughs> which, like, which shouldn't no, happen often. No, but if the umpire's like, no, I believe it's touched. Cool. Then just set up as though it was touched. Damien Hardwick, it, it seems to happen to Richmond. 
Every few weeks. Um, he just although, the shits about although it. there was a pretty good one against your boys last week where Hip would kick that goal and the well, goal. No, that, that's the perfect was... use of the technology. The, the umpire fucked it. So that's the howler. They she got it stuck in. on the wrong, yeah. got wrong side on the behind. They the brought post. it in for the howler, like the, the completely terrible decision. And in that case, it worked. But it, it's like it, goal umpires don't have any confidence anymore. How many times are they They're kind of like, oh, they're not going to make a decision and they bring the umpire and go, I think it might have been touched. Did you see but the I one check? Just fucking go either way, have confidence, do your job. I don't know what game it was, but did you see the one uh, on the weekend? It might have been Friday, whatever. Razor Ray was the umpire for it. And the goal umpire just wasn't, like, just didn't make a decision. And Ray's like, you need to tell me what you think it is. Do you want to? Re-? He's like, yeah, I think we should review it. He's like, but what do you think it is? And the umpire's like, oh, um, oh, I. I guess the it was West Coast, a, a he yeah. The West Coast game. He was like, yeah. oh, I guess it was a, a goal. And Ray's like, okay, cool. Score review. Umpires cause a goal. So there you have an umpire being like, we should review that, but they need to have a decision to review yeah. from. And he's like, I don't have one. Yeah, they fall back on shit technology. Aren't we at the point where we can put like a chip in the football and it goes off like a, a green light goes off when it goes over the line? All right, Elon, Elon Musk. Come no, I'm just saying, out. like, come on, fucking lift AFL. No, that'll be for of- AFLX. It'll be a metallic ball that actually <laughs> it'll be a holographic covers. ball. Yeah, a- <laughs> and uh, yeah, what if the players were Teslas? <laughs> yeah, hang on. So everything's. A- Are you basically suggesting that we play football but with the cars? Yes. Are the umpires Mini Coopers? <laughs> Teslas also, but small Teslas. Yeah, smaller Teslas. Um, are the Ruckman Tesla trucks tanks? <laughs> Fuck, I want to. No, they're the wrecking ball. Now the SpaceX rocket. He's fucking. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. Ben Brown in the goal squad. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, that's a sport no, I'd just, watch. No, what you do is then you just have like the best. So no, you have one team of Teslas and another team of like Dangerfield and Franklin and Nick Nat and Maxi Gorn <laughs> yeah. playing against cars. They'd all die, but it'd be really interesting. <laughs> super, super good to see. Great for the sport. And while it sounds like we're talking a lot of shit, boys, there's something I want to point out to both our, well, all of us who are aware of it, but just remind us, and also the listeners, uh, we've been donned the professors of football. Oh, oh fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're idiots. That's hilarious. Yeah, so uh, a fan, Lena, sent us in a video where she had referenced us in, in an like academic a, paper. A, a, academic text of some kind about, about women's football? Yeah, about mm. women's football. I'm not entirely sure what she referenced, but it was very funny seeing our names in a reference listing. What was it? That was hilarious. Like, you know, it's like, the science of sport by Dr. Blah, 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 Medhurst. <laughs> and the logic of the ladder. And then, how good's footy? Audio <laughs> format. Jay Dusha. S. Carney T. Reid. In brackets. Dickheads. Dickheads. Uh, Lena, if you fail, that's on you. <laughs> Like, we can't take the fall for that. You knew what you were getting into when you referenced us. <laughs> All right, speaking of getting into, are we going to get into Friday night last week? The game that I forgot to tip? <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll jump straight, straight into it. You forgot to tip and the dogs forgot to turn up after halftime. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, they were fucked. Collingwood v Western Bulldogs, where Collingwood won by 35 points. First quarter was an ambush. First half was an ambush. Well, it's their first quarter. They kicked, what, five goals to... One, I think. Wait, so did they not kick a goal in the second half? Is that what happened? Um, correct. Yeah, they correct, did kick yeah. They kicked three behinds, I think. They are a shit team. Yeah. The fall from grace has been mighty. I think I think that game yeah. is actually a greater representation of the Bulldogs as a club. Yeah, that game oh. can be applied to these years. Oh. Well, it is, because they've had... That's Brilliant. the tenure of Luke Beveridge. First quarter, Ooh. second quarter. Ooh. Third quarter, last. Collingwood are weirdly good. And the ability, okay, put it this way. Collingwood 
last year and even the year before, yeah. would have gotten ambushed and then rolled over and died. Yep. They fought their way back into that game just with grit and their best their good players stepped up, but they're they're like Lesser light players stepped up. Dugowie had a really quiet game after, you know, people were talking about paying him. North Melbourne were going to pay him a million dollars to play at North. Mm-hmm. He had a quiet game, but then, like, uh, Stephen- Stevenson stepped up. Brody Grundy worked his way back into the game after being pretty down at half time. Their back line just keeps. Matt. Matt Scharenberg, right, has yeah. had a career dotted with injuries where he just hasn't been able to string any footy together. He's now played every game this year. He had 26 possessions on the weekend, and I believe he went at 100% efficiency for Collingwood. He's going at 86 for the season, which would have to be up there with the best. Have you got him right there, Dusha, Matt Scharenberg? I do. Uh, he actually went at 91%. Oh, it's so frustrating. Are you sure? My, my, oh, wait, no, my no, statistics no, no. say 100. Yeah, no, you're right. Sorry. One, he had 91 dream team points. He went at 100% efficiency yep. with 26 possessions. Yep. Every possession he had hit a target. Correct. That is fucking phenomenal. Didn't have a lot of contested ball, though. That yeah, but he's, he's an outside runner. But that would just help with his um, efficiency. Yeah. It's it's you know just just to pull him back to earth a little oh, bit. Oh, I will. He plays for Collingwood, but like Heath Shaw is the same role. Zach Tui yep. is a similar role. Yep. There's a lot of guys. Michael Hibbard for for Melbourne. None of them are going. The, he's having fucking awesome year, and so are Collingwood, and it scares me. And um, the Bulldogs have fallen off a cliff, and uh, Luke Dalhouse is coming to Geelong next year. So come on, boys. Do you want <laughs> him <laughs> slash need him? Like fuck, he's not injured, so we'll take him. Mm. I think a lot of. I think you'll find there's going to be a lot of player movement at the Bulldogs. Oh, heaps. I think uh, Mitch Wallace might might go. Well, yep. The fact that he got dropped. Tom uh, Libertori's his best mate. He'd probably go as well. Yeah, no. Might they'll be able to no. get them in a package deal. Liber will hold on because of the knee injury. They'll hold on to Liber. You can't, you can't trade or delist a player when he's done his ACL. Um, they can, though. Because I... they would have traded him if he played this year. Oh, hello. Does Joel Dusha have some inside word from friend of the show, Tom Libertore? I don't have inside word from him, but I think the vibe was that he was not super stoked to be playing for the club this year. Yeah, I got that vibe earlier in the year that he would not be there next year. Yeah. And then he did his knee. And Dalhouse so. was in the same boat. There was rumors going around that they shopped them around the end of the year that Beverage denied. But yeah. Beverage just... lies. Rule one. <laughs> He does. The the Talia players thing. know about this and they don't like it. No. Who's like who's staying? In the Bulldogs team? The Bont. Bont. Because they're building a club around him. Does Bont look elsewhere though? If I'm the Bont, I leave. Johannesson? Johan- no, they've yeah. signed him on no, they signed him on last year. I'll tell you what, if I was the Bont massive deal. If I was the Bont, I'd go play for Hawthorne. Yeah, but no, but if I was the Bont, it's like, oh, I want to go win a flag. Oh, I fucking did that at twenty. <laughs> yeah, but don't you want another one? Yeah, but I reckon he stays there that's, for that's emblematic of the Bulldogs. But Where's the hunger? He's a he's the um he's the future captain. Bond. Yeah, definitely. Although it's not out of the realms of possibility for the Bulldogs to uh, lose a captain to another club. It's happened. So yeah, Collingwood, good. Bulldogs. Collingwood are, are looking like finalists at the it's moment fucked, for isn't me. It? Although they're only just in the eight. Yeah, there's look look how many teams are only just in the eight. But they had a slow start and they're sort of they're just starting to hum along now. So. And they've taken some big scalps. Adelaide over in Adelaide before they had all the injuries. Yeah. Um then they they had a shock against us. They wouldn't they were in it with against Richmond all game. They're they're just winning. That's all you gotta do, boys. Just gotta keep chalking up the wins. All right, next game. Speaking of chalking up the wins, Richmond v St. Kilda, Richmond beat St. Kilda. Yeah, fuck! I am shocked. It was well, a bit of a tight battle. It was a tight battle until it wasn't. St Kilda though kicked twelve goals five, which is absurdly accurate for a team that I think had previously in a couple of games this year had, you know, been as bad as two goals, 
12. Talking about the scoreboard, though. So, Richmond defeated St. Kilda. It was 105 to 77. So, St. Kilda, as you pointed out, were 12 goals, 5. Richmond were 15 goals, 15. This could have been a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah, look. How did um, Helmut McCartan go? Uh, well, the issue was the supply wasn't coming into him and he had rants on him all day. Yep. So, um, Jake, Jake Gresham, though, had a ripper game, kicked six. If anybody listened to this game on the radio, Triple M. Billy Roundless. <laughs> Helmut McCartan missed a goal from 20 out. I think it must have been directly in front. And Billy Browless was fucking disgusted and said, <laughs> and said, and I quote, I would have kicked that with my doodle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's amazing. <laughs> I love that Triple M just get away with dumb shit. Well, like no, that. They, they joked on the radio today that the boss of like Triple M standards had a word with him. <laughs> I could have kicked that with my doodle. Oh, oh the fact that he that he said doodle as well. Yeah, I was like, I could have kicked that with me dick. He chose like an infant. <laughs> oh, I love it. There's so many good things about that. I love um, Billy Brownless. Moving on, because hey guys, hands up who wants to talk about that game any longer? You know what? I want to talk about it so little that I don't even want to react to that question. All right then. What was the next game, guys? Sean, you should lead this one. Oh, Sean. It was a game up at the Gabatoire. No miracle oh. on grass, mate. Yeah, it wasn't to be. Um, so I looked at the forecast when the game started, and it was pissing down rain. You were worried. You were worried of the bat. And I was typical like, Sydney weather is what you said. Typical Plays Sydney into their, weather. Their style, that grind lockdown style. What I will say is this, and um, I can't remember if I said this to you guys privately or on the show last week. Sydney have averaged, I think, a ten goal win against us over the last. We haven't beaten them since two thousand and nine. Um, they smash us. Good year, two thousand nine. Uh, yep, for some. Um, I graduated high school. Same. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Fuck. We it basically became a Sydney game where they just broke it down and slowed everything down, and it was really grunt work. But Brisbane actually played really well playing a Sydney game. What was the margin? Eighteen points. Eighteen points oh, in the fuck. end. We were in it probably for most of the day, just because it was it was quite low scoring, and yeah, it was only three goals in the end. And um, Brisbane kicked six thirteen. To ten seven, so we actually had more scoring shots. Although I do think a lot of them were rushed behinds because there was a lot of touch on the line. So we're six thirteen, but I'm pretty sure in reality it was six eight. Yeah. But we missed basically the story of the day was we missed our set shots. Looking at you, Daniel McStay, and Sydney made theirs, and um, we're just it's just typical shit for Brisbane. Yeah, just not quite there. I've been having a lot of conversations at work uh, about Brisbane. Mm. Uh, everyone seems to agree that they are a danger game for everyone. Yep. Could. Theoretically beat anyone in the AFL at the moment. And like they're a great team, but they just need to like like they'll be sca- they'll be so scary in a couple of years. Yeah. Like they're a team at the moment. It's almost kind of almost like baby bombers esque of just like yeah. before they became the baby bombers yeah. that won everything. Yeah. It's just like the it's thing I like and it hasn't been the case for a long time, is that they're actually just really exciting to watch every week. Yeah. yeah. I like the brand that they're playing. And they're actually starting with Chris Fagan, the coach, to develop like a, an actual identity. Because there are some clubs in the AFL that you watch and you go, I don't know what you stand for. And, and also, they're not being mopey cunts about losing every oh, week. Oh, no. They, I like that they fight a bit. Can yeah. I say, you know what else? They did. And I've, I've become acutely aware too that I say the words, can I say a lot? And I'm going to try to <clears throat> stop doing that. Just, Can I just say? Just be yeah, you, Tom. You're never going to stop doing no, that. No, I'm not. Because I, I subconsciously try. I said it at the first, like, first thing. And I was like, right, I need to not say that. Just I reckon this, I said it eight times This already. is me and carry on. This is me. Um, do you know who? Do you know who is unabashedly them 
and just doesn't shy away from being there. My favourite player? Mitch the Ram Robinson. Oh. Fucking late oh. bump of the year. Oh. He got looked at by the fucking match review panel. Nah, they threw it out. They went, They oh, threw no. it out. They looked at it and went, oh, no, nah, he did it. Don't even look at it. Hit him in the chest. AFL at its purest. Oh, it was beautiful. Just lined him up, and Henry took a while because <laughs> he get got going him right. To. He got him right in the uh, in the sweet spot. Oh, it was beautiful. It was almost as good as Hodges on Isaac Smith the week before. <laughs> yeah, uh, I fucking love Robbo. He had probably the hugest game I've seen him play in Brisbane. He had thirty-five touches. Seven tackles, 26 contested possessions. He loves that kind of game, though. Fucking loves it. That's the only thing. Brisbane's not at their best when it's raining and it's like it's it's, met and it's, uh, it's wet and it's a grind, but Mitch Robinson <laughs> loves that. He'd actually be a great Sydney player. <laughs> nah, too, too undisciplined. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking bull. I said this, I've, <laughs> I've said this before. He's the, I think he's the best tackler in the AFL. Because he, he never he rarely gives away the high tackles. He goes in low mm. and he gets you around the middle and he he murders you. And I he puts you a bit like Shane Mumford. Yeah, where the, you know about that. It's fair as, but yeah. you feel it for the next three weeks. Lee Matthews would have loved to have him back in the day because oh. there was a great story when we played Essendon in the two thousand and one Grand Final. Yep. Footy clubs have a whiteboard in the change rooms at the start. They put the key things they want from the game. Yep. yep. Lee Matthews wrote before the Essendon game, uh, tackle them and kill them. So <laughs> kill them in the tackle because. Fuck, I just love it. That's good coaching. I love Robbo. I fucking love him. Dame Beams. Um, actually, we should talk a bit about Beams. Yeah, he stepped away from the captaincy during the week. away from the captaincy. It was actually... I, did you guys watch the video of his interview? I didn't see the it's video. It's really good. Where he talked about mental health and he talked... It was actually really good. It was just him saying that like a lot of blokes shy away from those conversations, but it actually takes courage to talk about it and to um, have the tools and be equipped to talk about it and deal with these things. For people not in the know, Dame Beams... Um, he went home to play in Brisbane a few years ago because he wanted to be closer to his dad who was, was battling sick. cancer. Yep. Uh, and then he just recently, sort of at the start of the season, his dad died and it's affected him massively uh, to the point that he says, he says footy is a little bit tough because he associates football with his dad because it was such yep. a thing for them growing up. So for him, it's just, it's been hard to battle through it. And He, wants um, to focus, he needs to focus on him and he yep. feels like he can't do enough for the, the team. He said, I want to find my footy identity again and I can't do that do that at the same time as going to leadership meetings and, and being the captain of this team. So he's handed it off for now. And I think it was a really brave choice. And he had a huge game. He had 38 touches. Still a spiritual leader, though. Absolutely. Um, you don't have, Hodge, to, be, you don't have to have the captain group, title yeah, no. to, to lead. And um, and he was awesome. Um, Steph Martin just had another fucking huge game. I think do he I, had do 60 I talk about hitouts. Your vice captain, who... Uh, Harris Andrews played such a had so many spoils where he punched the ball away that at the end of the game his hand was fucking Thanos purple. <laughs> it actually what that, that's no joke. No, we'll, no. we'll tweet. I'll get a photo of it and we'll tweet it. It looks like it looks like someone ran over his hand. <sighs> it's fucked. Uh, so basically, he broke the AFL record for spoils in a game. He had twenty three spoils. I think he had twenty six one percenters, which is also a record since statistics have been counted. It was insane. Matty Eagles, our other key backman, was on the spoil train as well early in the game before he got injured. But he annoyed me so much because he was doing this thing, and I hate this from defenders. He was spoiling when he got to the ball clearly with both hands and just take a mark. Take a uh, fucking mark, you stupid Double fuck. fister. He would go double fister, or he would just win the contest and then just punch it to the boundary line. And it's like, now we have to kill the contest again. You could have grabbed it and we could have been away. Like... No wonder you're 28. No wonder you're 28 and you've only played four games of footy because you don't have a fucking football IQ. Mark the ball. Then he got injured and we played so much better. Harris Andrews, though, knows the difference in that 
Yeah, if you watch, if you watch the Alex highlights Rance. of him spoiling, yep. it's him crashing a pack and spoiling it. Yeah. Like, and Harris Andrews is actually, he's one of the better marks in the AFL. Like, he's got a good pair of hands. Do you see that that stat? So, every week the AFL website do like a stat file where they go through like a specific stat. And this one was about uh, speed over a certain, uh, the amount of, amount of distance run and top speeds. Yeah. And Harris Andrews was in the top three for both the amount of miles he clocks up. And his closing speed. He's the equal fastest player in Brisbane. He and Charlie Cameron run the same speed, like top, the same top speed. And he's also second for meters covered. And we're talking about one guy who's a really small, quick forward, and the other guy who is a key defender who's close to 200 centimeters tall. Harris Andrews is great. I looked at the rankings today, the AFL player ratings. He's the fourth rated key defender in the AFL. He'll be taking uh, Rancy's spot soon. He, he's 22, I think. He's he's the future of the club. He'll be the future captain. Can't wait for him to be traded out to somewhere else. No, he fucking... He, he, no, he won't. He's a Brisbane boy. No, he's he came a through the academy, yeah, I'm pretty did. sure. Yeah, I fucking love him. Uh, you got three words for you, Sean. Yeah. Never TC. Fucking oath. He will never TC. No, he won't. Uh, Zorko was good. It was his first game as captain, and he lifted. He had 12 tackles, which I liked. Uh, Beans had a huge game as well. He had 38 yeah, massive. touches. Massive. I thought Robbo was better. Franklin's Franklin had first one, game back. One goal. One goal, two. Not, not, a, not a game for Franklin. It was a cheapy goal, too. He got a, a free kick. It wasn't the conditions for him. Darcy nah. Gardner said that after the game because Darcy Gardner fucking played beautifully on him all day. And he said after the game, oh, I, got it. I got away with it because the conditions probably. Yeah. But fuck, if, that's, if that's a dry boys, day at the SCG, but he's kicking <laughs> 10. Darcy, can I say this? Darcy Gardner would be in the first five people picked in that team every week. He's been a little bit maligned over the last couple of years within the supporter base. Fuck, he's getting good. Is he your whipping boy? He has been, but I, I think those days are gone because fuck, he just he played so well on Franklin. That's why you need Matty Eagles to stay there because someone's got to be the whipping boy. Well, yeah. Well, Eagles is injured. He's out for a few weeks, thank God, because I just don't think he's up to the AFL standard quite yet. So does that mean Lewis Taylor goes back to being your whipping boy? Oh, fuck that motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If they oh. up the limit of like 15, like, you know, you have to kick a minimum 15 metres or whatever. If they ever up that limit, he's going to go the way of the dinosaurs. <laughs> but Robert Harvey made a career out of bullet 15 metre passes. Yeah, no, he needs to keep studying tape of Harvey and, and, and get better because Louis Taylor oh, still does that thing it, where he gets the ball in hand and his immediate response is to freak out, spit and like do a 360 and try and fire off a handball. Just run it. You've got the speed. Fucking break a line, boy. He's a rising star. He beat Bont to the rising star that year. That's true. What a fucking cooked decision. That was. <laughs> um, did you guys see Darcy Gardner throw jumper punches at the end of the game? No. There were five seconds left in the game. He'd had a stellar game against Buddy. Someone tackled him over the line. And I think some words were said because he looked down and he just went at him. He dived on him, gave him two very lusty jumper punches. Lusty. <laughs> lusty jumper punches. Guys, I want to rename our show. <laughs> Uh, welcome to Lusty Jumper Punches, where we jumper punch you the right way. <laughs> uh, players dived in. It was great. The AFL were cashing in on, on wrestling fines and everything. Cannot believe he didn't get suspended. If his name was Tom Hawkins, he would have got eight weeks. <laughs> Tom Hawkins is so stiff. He, can, is that the next game? Yeah. Great. Because I'm going to launch into that. Launch. Tom Hawkins. Holy shit. The amount, of, the amount of bullshit that that man has to put up with on a football field and never, ever... Get rewarded with a fucking free kick. Well, he gave away seven free kicks. Do you know why he, why he gave away seven free kicks? He's frustrated. Because he's frustrated as fuck because he's got two guys hanging off him 
all game, can't do anything, and when he does something, they either give him a free kick or he gets fucking suspended. I've, it just it's amazing that he's able to keep as composed as what he what he isn't. Mm. <laughs> now look, Geelong uh, played Carlton, and it wasn't the it wasn't the uh, one hundred and thirty two goals weren't kicked. <laughs> uh, basically, he kicked three. Yeah, he was our leading goal kicker yep. for the day. Got one digit right. Yep. Um. So look, it was a game that looked like it was going to script early. We kicked the first four goals. In the game, including Jermaine Jones, first game of AFL footy, first kick, fucking awesome goal. The crowd actually roared louder when he kicked that goal than when Gary Ablett kicked his first That's goal. That's massive. That's huge. What's the story behind Jones? Um, Jones, it's a fucking great story. So he's a young Indigenous kid, um, brilliant player. He came. He's come from a background where basically, we were talking about this before, Sean, where he was interviewed once about what was the hardest thing he had to face in his sort of childhood. And it was, he's like, it was finishing school because he could never see himself passing school, but he knew he'd be able to play footy, but he had to pass school to play footy. Yeah. Um, basically, though, through just sort of unfortunate circumstances, he found himself in a group home in Mildura at 10. Uh, family didn't sort of want him. Um, he then sort of floats around the system for a few years, finally gets adopted by a woman from Geelong who basically raises him and goes through some pretty sort of tough times as naturally comes with that um, and moved around all over the place playing footy, uh, moved to Warnable series, just all sorts of stuff trying to keep playing the game um, and got to a point where he was good enough but just just didn't have the, the focus and at an under-16s game, he got pulled aside by the coach and the coach was like, what are you doing? Like, you could be something good. So he finally sort of pulled his head in, gets taken as Geelong's last pick in the rookie draft last year. Yep. which Chris Scott and um, Stephen Wells, super recruiter Stephen Wells at Geelong, have both said is kind of a, a shoot, shoot in the dark. You just kind of go, oh, yeah, we'll just take a punt on an outside chance. Pick this guy, played all the VFL games last year. He's been building a nice bit of form. Finally gets a game um, this week and looks exciting. Has a bit of a bit of toe about him. Yeah. Bit, bit gets in people's faces. Did a great celebration. Did a bit of a did a bit of an indigenous dance after his goal, Fuck which I yes. fucking love. I fucking love him. Getting around that story. So yeah, so the game started off well. You've had some good finds this year. We've had some great finds this year, including Savarani Galea. Can I just ask you a question you might not have the answer to? But yeah. how much money is Stephen Wells on? Basically what they do is uh, once a week, everyone in Geelong just puts ten bucks into an envelope and sends it to the club. <laughs> <laughs> He's um, got to be the best recruiter. In the history of the game. Oh, easy. That is a so, huge goal. Well, I mean, mate, look at what he's done with not a lot. That's I, You know what? I'm walking back on my claim of that being a huge claim. You're right. You've won me over. Yeah. <laughs> he, he he got Selwood for a steal. He brought Bartel. Teams have come at him, right? Yeah. People, apparently he's been a, a couple of years ago, he was approached to move clubs. He's like, nah, I like Geelong. Like he, he's from Geelong. Yeah. I think he went to high school with some of his kids, maybe. I don't know. My brother would know. I think anyway. I reckon when another club came for him, he was like, "Can't, you know why?" And they're like, "Why?" And he's like, "I never TC." Oh, <laughs> like yes. Nah, he's um he's amazing. But yeah, couple of a lot of lowlights in the game. Carlton sort of shut the game down after that four goal burst. The radical injury happened, and you could just feel the as I said before, the energy got sucked out of it. Um, but some nice things. Ablett people are like, oh, "I only had twenty five touches." He's coming back from hamstring injury. He was running a lot better as the game wore on. He'll be better each week he plays. Did he? How much time did he spend in the midfield? Was it more uh, he, he spent more time in the midfield than he did up forward yeah. this week. The so. thing is, like, we mark him very hardly. Like twenty five touches, twenty five touches, touches, and a See, goal. Dustin Martin is a could great get twenty five, and they're like, oh, fucking give him another Brownlow medal because yeah. he's the fucking overrated shit. I'll actually like him, but he's a bit overrated this year. 
Mm. Just a bit. Anyway, um, can I just say, boys? Why do you like him? He's a fucking dog. Oh, he's a good player. He likes don't arguing. He gave the best Brownlow speech in history, Sean. <laughs> um, I have a. I'm going to make a huge call. Yes, Ooh. massive call. profit call. Profit call. Kind of. Mm. Yep, boys. I think we've seen goal of the year. <gasps> Ooh. I think it happened in the Geelong Carlton game. I don't know if you saw it. Menegola's goal with a minute to go. It's up for goal of the uh, up for goal of the the round. round. There's a video on that website. I think Menegola magic is the title of the video. We've seen magic maybe, but um, cooked goal. It's not what you sort of want, Sean, on the it's run. Not a, it's, the not a, it's not a typical traditional AFL no, 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 goal no, no, that but, Sean loves. But it's it's not like Sam Pal Pepper. It's a freakish snap, as according to this freakish snap. As he's under pressure from Matthew Cruiser and Liam Jones, kind of does like a checkside banana as he's falling over, over their heads off one step, goes to a post height, and uh, he fucking gets around himself. I'll let you boys watch this, and I just want, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is, this is, this Go- could this be goal, goal of the year. year. Or it's at least going to be in the top three. You know how they've narrowed down to three? I think uh, this will be in the top three. It's not three. loading because Australia's. So here we go. We're, here, here we, we go. go. Here we here go. go. Here we go. So this happened with about a minute to go. He kicked another goal. He actually played a really important game for us, Menegola. Um, and I think he's proving, again, another great find by Stephen Wells. Am I watching the right one? Oh, fuck you. How, how long's to go in the quarter? Last quarter. A minute to go? Yeah. But are you kidding? Are you not impressed by that? Yeah, like, I'm impressed, but am I impressed enough to give him a car or a year supply of wheat bix? No. <laughs> I said he might make top three. Top three of the week, perhaps. It's a fucking good goal, mate. Degree of difficulty, very high. Pretty Slippery good, ball. but if he doesn't get smashed at the end by Cruiser, no, by the other guy. Jones. But that's, that's what I think makes the difficulty, the, the goal better, is he is about to get smashed by a bloke, and he manages to pop the ball up over Jones, and it still goes through at post height. Like, it's cooked. Uh, it's not bad. Fuck you. Have you watched the douche show? Please. You need, I need someone I on my side about this goal. I just watched it. It's oh, it's okay, yeah? It's, like it's, a, it's a good goal. I fucking hate you both. All right. Well, what about Dangerfield's one? Frankly, I, I pay degree of difficulty too in terms of opponent, and you're playing against Carlton, so... Fuck I'm watching you. it from it's a like, few different angles now. It is... It's kicking it over a witch's hat. This is... They're actually pretty good. If they had a kick straight, they could have won. Uh, Imagine. That's an indictment on you, really. It is. Um, the other thing <laughs> I will like say about this game, Tom Stewart continued his fucking awesome run of form. All-Australian. He's a lock. He had 28 possessions and 12 marks. And uh, Pat Dangerfield, fuck, he's good. Um, I forgot. But nah, guys, he's still really good. There was a passage of play where the ball came in in the third quarter and it was kind of, I don't know, start of the last quarter. Tom, and- would you say... You forgot, but then you remembered. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. That's exactly what I did. I was like, oh, yeah, Dave just had an okay year. He's been pretty quiet. And then this week, when the game needed to be – something needed to be done, Organs kicked a couple of goals, and we just needed a bit more of a breathing room. The ball comes in. Lucky Plowman, who's the Carlton defender, actually does a really good job and spoils the ball. But the problem is Dangerfield just out-muscles him and just runs onto the loose ball and just keeps going, and no one gets near him. And you go, fuck – he has an. You forget he had an interrupted preseason. Was injured in the preseason. Yeah. Didn't play a lot of the pre, any of the preseason games. Missed round one. Has slowly built himself back up. He's hitting form right now. But I tell you what, Geelong are looking at that bye with one eye. I think there's just so many injuries mounting up. Cockatoo on a positive note plays in the VFL this weekend. Hopefully, right. Selwood and Fogarty come back in. Parfit came back in. Um, unscathed. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Murdoch played his hundredth game. Don't you've fucking got, know how. We've got Gold um, Coast next week. That that. Danger That's game. Like, uh, Where? There's a danger game Where? up there. For their first game at Metricon for the year. Ooh. 
bit of spice. Gary Ablett, his homecoming from his homecoming. <laughs> Two in a row. His home away from homecoming. Um, and then oh, the following week, you got North. Yep, in Geelong. Yeah, doesn't matter. Still. No, it doesn't matter. We've got, and then, and then. They're scary, and I love them. Do you know who we've got after North? I think it's Richmond. And then we get the bye. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> you do have Richmond, and then, yeah, the bye. So we just need, we need to, they need to find something because they're just lacking a little bit of Tom, then, relief. like, after the bye. It doesn't get easier. Well, you got the dog, so that's a gimme. No, no, no. On Sean, a Friday, Sean. another Bulldogs game on a Friday night? Sean, Sean, Sean. Thanks, Gil. Spare I'd like me. to tell you something here. Yeah. Uh, Guess how many times uh, Geelong have won a game after the bye in the last oh, couple of years? None. We have not won a game after a bye in like five years. That's good. Uh, that's oh. like my boys, the Essendon Bombers, who love cooking it after a bye. The only good thing is we've never lost a game before a bye. Oh. Tom, your season is... Uh, it's hard. In tatters. It's, it's precarious. Oh, yeah. it's After are- the bye, yes, you've got a challenge against the Dogs. Then you've got Sydney in Sydney. Yep. Adelaide in Adelaide. Yep. Melbourne at home. Smash them. Nah, smash them. Brisbane at home. That's another loss for you, Tom. It's a danger game. Is that in Brisbane or in Geelong? No, 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 your home. Then you've got Richmond again. Oh, yeah, at home? Oh, no, wait. The last game that we played them in was our home game. At your home game anyway, MCG. (laughs) Then you've got Hawthorne at the MCG, which is always epic with you two. Yep. Then you've got a soft one, I reckon, against the Dockers. You've got two softies to end the year, and they're both at home, and they're against the Dockers and the Suns. But, but fuck me, you want to through. be on 10 wins with those two games to come, at yeah. least. We basically... Shit. We've got a, we've got probably one of the harder draws now out of all the teams that have played finals. How's and, Richmond's draw? Oh, probably soft as fuck. Well, they play you guys twice. Exactly, at the MCG. They smashed us there last time. Anyway, uh, come on, boys. Oh, don't make me cry on air. <laughs> That's right. It was a win. It was a win. Yeah, I'm taking it. It was a win. Uh, just as for the Carlton boys, Patrick Cri- Cripps is probably worth being in the top 50. He was fucking awesome. <laughs> Cripps is great. Um, um, I was very wrong at the start of the year. It was a scrappy yeah. and garbage game, but it kind of gives Carlton hope. I mean, they've already pipped one of the best teams in the AFL. But, uh, is that you, Dusha? Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, look, and are scary. How scary are they? Were they scary on Saturday night? Oh, when they beat GWS by 35 points? Oh, boy. On their home deck. Yeah. Cop that. We went up to Sydney and we were like, fuck ya, and then beat him by 35. Cop that, Gil's baby. Yeah. Do, do you know what I love? Devin Smith. Couldn't get a game at the Giants. Fucking 10 tackles or 13 tackles? 13 tackles. Yeah, fucking tackled the shit out of them and kicked a very important goal. Um, they, not, Yeah. The thing that, that the Giants are lacking at the moment with so many players heart. injured and not lifting is a bit of heart, a bit of grit, a bit of Devin fucking Smith. Oh. oh. And Essendon, with no Joe Danaher and no Hurley, have also lifted. It's like that now that you've peeled away the superstars, I guess, in air quotes. I mean, both of them were in the top 50 players coming into this season. Hurley belongs there. Hurley belongs there. Danaher has done nothing. But also, when he comes back, we'll see whether or not it was that niggling injury that was making it way worse. The osteitis pubis. Mm. The injury of Vogue back in the early 2000s. It's yes. now... It's a hipster thing. He's uh, he's brought back something <laughs> retro to suffer from. It grew in his mustache. It did. <laughs> um, and also, just a reminder that did was made worse by Hal Hall Stadium. Round two apparently just like made it way worse. The scourge of the AFL. <sighs> Hal Hall Stadium. Yeah. Um, Hal Hall Stadium. <laughs> Mark. Uh, yeah, Mark Bagley kicked three. Which is probably the first time he's ever kicked more than one. Didn't he kick the first two goals of the game? Yeah, and they were both both times he kicked a goal because. 
the defender that was on him just fucked off. <laughs> Both times. Um, gave we- him like 10 meters of space and then the ball just went to him and he just like ran into an open goal. Yeah, I know where that defender went. They went in search of heart. No, they couldn't see him because of all the fucking smoke haze over the... Yeah, oh, that, yeah, was, that fucked. was fucked as well. <laughs> Bro, there was like burning in the Blue Mountains. Yeah, back burning. Fucking relocate. Go to Tasmania, you shit club. It, but yeah, the... Leon, I'll tell you this. Leon Cameron might lose his job before Alan Richardson does. Whore. Yeah. Is that because he's been given a Lamborghini and he's crashed into a wall at Do speed? Do you reckon? <laughs> Do you reckon that this... <laughs> Do you reckon there's any chance Cameron's out, Bevo's in at the Giants? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now they need they don't need Bevo. <laughs> who do they need? Paul Rose. No, they don't. I don't think so. Lethal. Hey, no. Clarkson. Fucking Alistair Clarkson. Oh, oh imagine. It won't happen, though. But imagine. Hey, Close um, your eyes and imagine it, Sean. I want to look at you while you're Sean, imagining Sean, it. Sean, Sean, Sean. Is it well, good? Is it interesting? Oh. Is it scary? While you're imagining that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know who, Um, look, he hasn't really been that great of a coach in the chance he was given, but he was a great captain. <gasps> oh, Michael Voss? Michael Voss. I, thought you were gonna, <laughs> I was joking, Voss, because I thought you were going to go herd. No, <laughs> fuck herd. He'll just be like, take drugs. <laughs> and, the, and the GWS players are like, we're already doing that. Remember, Lockie Whitfield got banned for six months for doing not being at the house he was supposed to be at during a random <laughs> drugs test. Here's my theory on Voss. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't take the Giants job because- I think High profile? High profile, but there's instability around the club as well, I think. Michael Voss will be very selective because I do think he will coach again, but it'll he be might like take the reins at Port when Hinkley leaves or something like that. Something like that, or I could see him wanting to take on like a Hawthorne or something Whoa, like would that. Would that hurt if he went to Port? It would hurt my heart quite yeah. a bit. However, I love the man so much that I just want what's best for him. Yeah, and I want happiness and success. So if it happens at Port, it happens. The Giants is such a weird gig because how much do the AFL control it? I mean, we're talking about it as if Leon Cameron's gone. And frankly, I think he if is. They don't make the eight. They're not. They're not playing finals. They're not going to make the eight. The um, way because you you famously said I famously said, but Essendon out pressured them, 
out-tackled them. And this is the thing, right? During that game... Fucking hell, Bagley laid seven tackles. He had an awesome game. Goddard laid three. He <laughs> did you see the Twitter banter from Essendon? Have you seen this? Fuck, it was good. I don't think I did. There's a picture of Goddard in a wheelchair, and it was like something along the lines of, after a heavy night of three tackles. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the best thing, though, about the Essendon performance was at yeah. three-quarter time, the Giants had come back. Yeah, they And it was like them. a goal or two goals the difference. And then Essendon just put a foot on their throat and just kept going. Like Zaharakis lifted, Heppel lifted, all the guys who'd been blasted in the media in those few weeks when they were, when your boys were down. have su- You've found the tweet, haven't you? Yep. You're giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> Do you want to give it a how good's footy retweet? <laughs> you've already done that, no, haven't no, you? No, I haven't, but I will. When you lead three tackles in a game and then it's just him in a wheelchair like resting his legs. Oh, that's fantastic. And then Goddard just replied with like a hurt emoji. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, the Bombers, the Bombers, they're pushing. There's a lot of, there's a lot of teams that are on shaky ground in that 5th to 12th spot. Do you think they've left themselves too much room? Maybe. It's probably too early to make that call. However, 0-6. Oh 0-6, six. Oh six, that's all I'll say. <sighs> Swans finished 5th from 0-6. I do think the Bombers are going to have to win this week. Who have they got? Tigers. Dream time at the G. Dusha. Good time to get the Tigers. Good. They're vulnerable. They're injured. Jack Rewalt might not play. Basha Hooley might not play. Basha Hooley's out. Dion Presti's out. And uh, Injuries have finally caught up with the Tigers. The Bombers, they love doing tackles. Oh. This is game of the round. Yeah. We're getting ahead I of ourselves. We're getting ahead of ourselves. I hope Richmond are excited to see a lot of the G, as in the turf up close. <laughs> <laughs> Jake Stringer is filling the void that Joshy Green. Uh, he, yeah. <laughs> although one of the cheap goals was sick. The one from like 55 yeah, on like, the run just skidded it through with like a minute to go. I was like, yeah, hey, fucking watch this. The other one was the cheapest of cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Even like he literally foot raced another teammate to get the cheap token. <laughs> <laughs> and then turned around and was like, got it. <laughs> um, Orazio Fantasia's back in a bit of form. They're all just playing. Um, Tipping Woody's played well. All the guys who... Um, who'd been down a lifting. Yeah, no one's trying to be a hero anymore except for maybe Jake Stringer, which is good because there was like six people trying to be a hero and all of them just fucking up consistently. I don't think you you can't coach that out of Stringer though. Same way you can never coach that out of Jono or or Robbie Gray probably or something like that. So as long as you've got 21 other blokes who are living and dying for the cause (laughs) and then Stringer's just icing. Can I say, fuck, I said it again. I'm trying to stop it. Since you said. I've I've done it a lot. Heaps. My highlight of the game, uh, sorry, Disha, was not a Bombers highlight. Oh, boo. But you will appreciate this just because of the audacity of it. Was Heath Shaw stealing that ball and just running to set up the Jeremy Cameron goal? Did you see this passage of no, play? I didn't see that one. So Zach Merritt got a, a quick kick from Sean McKenna, yeah. who then just kept running for the one-two. And Merritt's saying, oh, it's a one-two. And Heath Shaw's gone, He's going to try and one-two it and just ran between them like with his arms outstretched and as the ball has come past the one-two, he's just snatched it out of the air and just took off past Merritt and Merritt's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Bang, bombed it in. Beautiful kick to Cameron. They kicked a goal and it was just it was it was vintage yeah. Heath Shaw being quick and a bit of a guy, like a bit of that footy brain going, I know exactly what you're going to try to do. He doesn't steal that ball. And he doesn't sell that barrel. <laughs> then that's a goal. Were they still in the game at that point? Uh, that got them back into the game. Ooh. Yeah, they only need to kick another six more of those and they might have won. Oh! oh! Bit of uh, excellent arrogance over here. Oh. I fucking love it. Yeah. I fucking love it. <laughs> Next game, shall we? Sure. 
So I'm just watching the highlights of Essendon. But yeah, keep talking. Yeah. Uh, Eagles came to Melbourne and took on the Hawks and they went away with a 15-point win. Good on them. This was their, this was their hardest test Big of the test, year. Yeah. And um, the Eagles are the real deal. Until Well... They're almost the real deal. Beating the Hawks at Eddie had after they come off the Brisbane game is big for them. You would have expected the Hawks to come out and send a message. And they did for a bit there. They took it right up to them until the last quarter where West Coast just... Um, West Coast also have the added advantage that their home stadium will kill any team that enters it without permission. Um, I don't see them losing another game at home. No, me neither, to be honest. And they're on the, they're travelling pretty well this year too. They're, they'll the big test for them is going to be the MCG. Yeah. The big test for them will be their... Which they don't play out until... next game against Richmond. Well, is that at home, is it? No, I think they have another game against Richmond at the G, possibly. They only have one more game at the G, I'm pretty sure, and I think it's round 17 against Collingwood. Well, that's a hard game still, because Collingwood... So that'll be, that'll be the big test for them. We, to be honest, we might not know much more about West Coast until, until round 17. No. Until the MCG game. But they've, they've got all the ingredients. Yeah. They've got players who are lifting. And like Jack Darling had a quiet game, so other players lifted. Gaff is on fire. Gaff is killing us. Teams are coming after him. Yeah, but he'll stay as we I discussed. I feel like he will now. At the start of the year, I would have said, nah, gone. But they've turned it around and he's a big part of it. Let that. me put a, another free agent on the table for you. So there are two other free agents at, at West Coast. So Gaff's obviously the big one. Yep. McGovern. The other big one. Both yep. of them are probably likely to stay, but West Coast can be playing, chasing them very hard. There's another another important player out of contract, Scott Lysette, who is the other ruckman behind Nick Nat and has actually been putting together a really solid year. Okay. Um, he's sort of the third in line. If a club needing a genuine ruckman, say Geelong, um, <laughs> threw a reasonable amount of money at him, would he leave? Did you say he's the third in line? Out of, uh, uh, he's, you know, he's their second ruckman yeah. behind Nick Nat. But he's doing more rucking at the moment while Nick Nat's still coming back in. Yeah. He's paying a lot of time forward and kicking goals. Does he stay or leave? Because he's also a restricted free agent. And in terms of their priorities, it's Gaff, McGovern, or probably McGovern, Gaff, Lysette. Does he stay or does he go? It's an interesting one because looking for another club, if you love footy and want to play in a grand final or win a grand final, depending on how this year goes... You probably wouldn't really want to shop around. What if he wins a grand final? Well, his value goes up. What if What if he was going to get more money? Yeah. Dusha, just tell me that Geelong can get him because we need a Ruckman. I would think if yesterday. I'm Scott Lysette and I'm like, which club should I go to? I don't go to Geelong because they don't have a history <laughs> of doing well with Ruckman that they recruit. Excuse me. Don't talk about Brad Ottens. I was just about to. Don't talk about Brad because that was a long time ago. Brad I'm is the about, best fucking about example. Currently. Are you talking about Mr. September? But that's not the in the current program. Who I'm saved talking about his best games right for now. The, for the month of September from that's the Clark first. That's Clark Keating if you want to get factual. Mate, that is fucking Brad Ottens too. He did ex- he Clark Keating his way into history. Well, fucking Clark Keating did it first and better. But getting back to the point. I mean, probably because Otten's missed a couple of years. I'm talking about Geelong right now. They've got that many fucking Ruckman on their list that they can't do anything with. If I'm Scott Lysett, I'm like, I'm not going there. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. I'm happy right here. I'm getting fucking good game time. I'm doing this. I'm doing I'm that. I'm winning flags. He yeah. would be the number one Ruckman at Geelong if he walked in. Yeah, but that's what they've said of like, oh, Zach Smith, he'll be the number one Ruckman. He will be. Bruce was- Stanley, number one Ruckman. Nah. We've got Blitzarves. we got fucking Hamish, uh, what was his name back in the Macintosh. day? Macintosh. Macintosh. <laughs> Where did that fucking go? Well, Shave his head, send him to Essendon. Bell Chambers has been garbage since his hair came back. Send him to us. I'll take anyone. I'll take anyone. Because the thing is, Blitzarves, I actually prefer as a winger who can pinch hit in the ruck. Ryder Galea is our backup Ruckman when he's fit. Is Zach Smith just not, not going to come? A, he had shit games. It, 
he was easily moved around by Bell. He got smashed by Bell Chambers and whoever we played the week before. So anyway, look. Uh, yeah, no, I think Scott Lysett would stay, and I think West Coast would actually. I know you've mentioned a few players, so he's not going to be top priority, but they would prioritise trying to keep him because they know Nick Nat's not reliable for 22 games. Yeah. And if he goes down, they're fucked. They'll keep him. All right. He'll stay. Fine. Fuck you both. West Coast to the real deal. He'll keep the faith. Um, Willie Rioli, did he get fined? He did. He got fined for slapping Razor Ray's ass. Yeah, but it wasn't a slap. It was like a sorry, mate, tap on the hip. Like what you do with a teammate, and it was clearly very Friendly, yeah, and Razor wasn't like, oh fuck off, don't do that, mate. Did um, actually going to dinner next week? Did uh, um, (laughs) Sam um, Salt Pepper from Port Adelaide? No, nothing. He didn't get a fine for running into the umpire and then running back and giving him a high five. No, high five and a smack on the ass are fairly similar for me. Yeah, oh maybe 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 he did get a fine and I didn't pay attention to it. He didn't get a week though. So if he was Tom Hawkins, he would have got eight. What was the fine that Rioli got for the slap? To like a thousand bucks or something. Yeah. I guess from an AFL point of view, they've probably just wanted to be like, we're not obviously not going to suspend you because it's kind of nothing. But at the same time, we don't want people touching umpires. So yeah. here's a fine. So just don't do that again. It was sort of just a reminder to everyone that there is a punishment for it. And honestly, it was like grand- four grand made this week alone from careless contact with umpires. It's been a lot of them since Hawkins. Too many umpires on the ground? Get rid of him. Too many security at fucking Geelong. Did you see that? <laughs> Jesus, did you see flood. that? No, oh, not. you got to see a screenshot of this. This before the when was this? Yeah, before the game. Before the game, sixty security guards on the oval. <laughs> it was fucked. And in a weird pattern too. That's weird. Anyway, oh. why? Oh, for make it hard for streakers and the players. They're going to stay there all game. I want to find a picture. Add an extra 60 fucking... Talk about congestion around the stoppage. It's just <laughs> 60 fucking blokes who don't play footy. Um, all right, what was the next game? Next game was Melbourne Demons absolutely dismantling Adelaide Crows. So, um, 91 point thrashing. And that was with Don Pike attempting to stare the living shit out of his team to get them to lift at three quarters. So How quarter- fucking good was that? It was very, very funny and very good. Uh, for anyone who didn't see it, Don Pike's three-quarter time speech was he walked into the huddle, didn't say a word, just <laughs> stared every player down and fucked off. Well, not every player. No, he missed one, I He believe. missed one. Uh, Bryce Gibbs <laughs> strategically placed himself in Pikey's blind spot. So he's literally walked around, eyeballed every player. And the look on his... Fuck, his look at his face was terrifying. Um, eyeballed every player individually and then finally just started to speak in a very calm manner. And his reasoning was that there was no point ranting and raving. I wanted to snap the players back to reality. How'd that go for them, Tom? Oh, they kicked the first couple of goals, didn't they? Yeah, yeah they kicked the first... Uh, first three. One. And then they forgot the lingering effects of no, the stare down the... and they lost the quarter. Yeah, no, they, they, again. They kicked yeah. the first two, then Melbourne kicked one. Oh, then they kicked another... Then Adelaide answered straight away. It's because they looked up at the coach's box and saw him staring through the glass. <laughs> and then Melbourne kicked another four on the trot. Including, including, did you guys see Jake Melksham's fucking goal where Dave McKay fumbles the ball on the goal line, Melksham then kicked it through his hands. <laughs> and McKay had like, so the ball goes over the top, gets spoiled by Hogan. It's bouncing. Yep. McKay's got 10 metres of space <laughs> and just cannot fuck. If there was, and Bruce McAvaney is like, if you want an indication of how Adelaide are going, it's that it right there. Fumbles the ball, like can't pick it up, gets to the goal line. Melksham just runs in and just boots like the ball through over the goals. And McKay's just like, oh, fuck. He's sitting there going, don't look at the box, 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 don't look. He's looking at me. He's, hey, um, 
Hey, Gibbsy, yeah. Is uh, is Pikey looking at me? <laughs> yeah, mate, he's burnt a hole in the glass. <laughs> hey, uh, Dusha, was Malkson this good when he was a descendant? He had flashes of brilliance. Yeah. But he was one of those players that was like frustrating to watch. Almost like Joe Danaher this year. Like, we knew that he was good and he just wasn't good every week. Yeah. A bit like Josh Caddy for Geelong. Yeah, he had no he's consistency. Now playing well for Josh Caddy for Gold Coast. Yeah. But not Josh Caddy for Richmond. Um, no. Yeah. Fuck him. TC. <laughs> Drayshaw had probably the biggest game of his career. Three goals, 35? Three and 37. Fucking hell. 166 dream team. It's the helmet. (laughs) Yeah, it's fucked. Jesse Hogan. Hey, hey, guys, do you want a fun stat? Because I know we love fun stats. There are currently two players in the comp who've kicked a goal in every game. And that is Will Hoskin-Elliott, who's now kicked two for Collingwood, and uh, Hogan, who kicked five. Fuck, five. So just one goal in each game. They've kicked at least one goal in every game since the start of the year. I find that strange that not more players have done that. Well, Tim Kelly was in that club until the last couple of weeks where he hasn't kicked a goal. But you would have thought, like, just general forwards would be kicking a goal a game. But, like, Ben Brown didn't kick a goal in the first game. Yep. Jack Darling missed this week. Uh, yeah, Ben Brown was playing in a cyclone in his first game, uh, which didn't really <laughs> didn't really benefit a two on. Oh fuck that! Did that happen this year? That game? Yeah, yeah. man, footy goes for a long time. <laughs> well, then did you see the fucking weather at like half time of the Freo North game? Why would you? This was the only the Freo North game. Weirdly enough, was the only game I watched from start to finish, just through like my work roster and stuff like that. Fuck, it was a pretty good game, and yeah. It was absolutely pissing down. Yeah. So, Hell Hall Stadium trying a new thing as well. Not only is it going to break your knees, it'll also drown you. <laughs> <laughs> the drainage, shit house, everyone's going to die. Um, now, nah, look, just before we jump into North Melbourne, I'm close to saying Melbourne are legit, but they'll need to win two more games against two genuine contenders. Who's they got next week? Uh, not someone who's a genuine contender. We got a tweet from someone whose name I've forgotten, and Twitter makes it hard to find, being like, I don't know if one of you boys remembers. Sorry to whoever this person is. I heard tweeted us being like, they're a Melbourne fan and they don't know if Melbourne's legit and won't know until round 22 when they come up against West Coast. <laughs> In okay. West Coast? I think it's here. Oh. Oh, really? No, I don't uh, think it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Optus Stadium. At Optus yeah. Stadium. Jeez, that's can a you, Can you imagine, game. though? Can you imagine? How Melbourne would this be? They actually make the finals for the first time ever. But during the game at Hellhole Stadium, Max Gorn, Jesse Hogan... And Nathan Jones all do their knees. Both knees. <laughs> you know what? That's that's interesting too. They play them in the final round over there. West Coast, I reckon, will finish top. Melbourne could finish fourth. Could play them again the next week. That happened the last year, that, didn't it? That happened, there was that game at North Melbourne-Richmond a few years ago where North just rested all their players. Richmond smashed them in the last round and North came out, played a completely different strategy and belted the living shit out of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, it was yeah, like they, over half a team. Yeah. And that, that's when they brought in the rest. Oh, no, the no, rule. no. This was after they brought in the resting rule, but Brad Scott just went, yeah, they're all suffering from general soreness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh general soreness. <laughs> Speaking of general soreness, how good's Jared White? Real good. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Fremantle North game. It was real good to watch. I love North now, which is real weird. Yeah, it's going to be it's I think last year I was blinded by Lindsay Thomas being a real big shithead. Okay, that's a good call because we play them this week and I talked to my brother today and I said to him, it's going to be really weird because normally we go to a Brisbane North game and I just fucking hate them and it's so easy to hate them because Lindsay Thomas is there. Yeah. But now I don't know who I hate anymore. Is Lindsay Thomas back from suspension from us killing a Selwood? Maybe, but I think Selwood's mum has killed Lindsay Thomas. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <She'd> lo- <laughs> Actually, that's why Scott Selwood hasn't been back yet. He's been on a 
saw back. Otherwise, a secret trip to Adelaide to kill someone. <laughs> yeah, Troy drove the car. <laughs> <laughs> Changed the plates, drove back. And Joel just keeps posting photos of like him and the back of Adam's head being like, oh, me and Scott, he's always on the computer behind me, so you never see his face. <laughs> Classic Scott. Oh, Love lol, you, Mom. Lol, lol, lol. <laughs> Love you, Mum. Joel and definitely Scott. <laughs> now, I think uh, North are uh, fucking good. And if my team isn't going to win the flag this year, I want a shin bone premiership. Oh, that's a big, big, that would be, big call. If North, I'd love it, though. If North How good it, would that be? That would be It would be the equivalent of Western Bulldogs winning two years ago. Everyone nah, it'd would be just- bigger than that. Because North didn't play finals last year. Bulldogs played finals the year before 16. No one wrote Bulldogs off completely last Everybody year. Everybody said North would be bottom, bottom of the ladder. Bottom of the ladder. I mean, we didn't get involved in that. Fucking no, no, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. We're, we, we're, we're higher than we're that. We're above yeah. that. We believe in them. Now, look, we do have to say, as we do every week, we are really sorry, North Melbourne. North Melbourne are good. We were wrong. Ben Jacobs. Alan Scott. We were wrong. <laughs> um, or Brad Scott, even. Brad Scott. Ooh. Nice. Hey. Yeah. Um, ben Jacobs. Edit that out. Not just a tagger. <laughs> Had like 29 touches. Unfortunately, just couldn't beat Nat Fife because, guys, breaking news, Nat Fife, still good. very good footballer. <laughs> Did Robert Walls give him three votes from the game? Uh, no, he gave it to Lockie Neal. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. No, actually, Robert Walls was doing the um, the uh, Melbourne-Adelaide game, gave three votes to Josh Jenkins, uh, two votes to Bryce Gibbs, and one vote to Sauce Jake. <laughs> I actually believe you. <laughs> uh, I haven't um, looked. He probably did. Walters for Frio had a really fucking good game as He's well. He's a gun. Solidifies that he's their second most important player behind yeah, um, Fife, probably. Because I haven't watched yep. many Freo games this year, because to be honest, why would I? But uh, yeah. Because you don't hate yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, what- um, he's like Charlie Cameron, but really, really good. <laughs> like, that's what Cameron, the level he would want to get to. Walters Walters is awesome. Walters is awesome because you can also put him on the ball and he can carve you up further up the ground. He's got the tank to run on the midfield and he's he's exactly like Cameron for Brisbane in that any time the ball comes anywhere near him, he just makes everybody else freak out. In any capacity, ground ball, overhead. Yeah, that's it. He can jump. He can get it at the ground. He's Fuck, he's a good player. If he played for Victorian side, you'd hear about him every second week. Yep. All Australian. Yep. Lock him in. (laughs) Click. Um, Here he goes. Just got a quick personal anecdote about this game. Ooh, so sure. uh, I come from a very strong North Melbourne family, uh, actually, which I don't think I've mentioned before. Don't you fucking last story. Hurry up. Yeah. So uh, I have five uncles. They're all big North Melbourne supporters. They used to go to the footy in the 90s together as a family, but they they were all in like their late 20s, early 30s, and they were just getting fights every week. That gives you an indication of what my uncles are like. <laughs> So, North Melbourne supporters. North Melbourne supporters in the 90s, yes. But anyway, I was at my uncle's house. Uh, he has Basically, your uncles are all Glen Archer. <laughs> but bald with tattoos. So, a bald Glen Archer. Yes. Um, went to his uncle's house to watch the game. Uh, he has three rooms that are just all North Melbourne memorabilia. And my stepdad was there as well because it was like a family thing. And he, at halftime, was like, Ben Brown overrated. Ooh. Ben Brown, all Australian full forward. Thank you very much. Ben Heart Brown of the club. Ben Brown, who is a lock for the Coleman. Uh, my stepdad was like, oh, I probably couldn't find a spot for him in my team. Who's your stepdad go for? <clears throat> Essendon. Uh, and then instantly everyone was like, he's better than Joey. And he was like, oh, absolutely. But I wouldn't find a spot for Joey either. My stepdad also, I found out, uh, and I don't remember this, but famously <laughs> couldn't find a spot for Nathan Buckley in his team the year that he won the Brown look. <laughs> I mean, I probably couldn't find a spot for 
Dusty at Geelong. Could you have found a spot from last year? That's what I mean. Probably not. I'll get fucked, Tom. What the fuck? Well, who goes out for him? Fucking anybody other than Dangerfield. But then is he playing it forward? I don't give a fuck where he plays. All right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Mate, Menengola. Fucking was... Yeah, no, probably. Yeah. No, no, no. Actually, I found the guy. No, it's all good. Jordan Murdoch. Bye, bye. Out you go. (laughs) Tom, anyone at that club? Zach Smith. See you later. Dusty's in the ruck. Dangerfield and Selwood. And then you put Martin in your team. Yeah, fuck, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know I could find room for as well? Benny Brown. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what... He was like, oh, he's, he's not trustworthy in front of goals. And then I put up the stats. It's like, he's kicked 31-10 before today. He has the most deliberate approach to goal in the history besides Ahmed Saad, who used to play for... You know, the guy used to walk with Saad, like he'd take yep. 30 metres back and he'd just walk like a robot for St. Kilda and then got rubbed out for taking a banned substance. I do. I do know that guy. That guy. Uh, ben Brown has like the run-up of like a test t- test cricketer, fast bowler. He actually goes further back than not like any cricketer ever. <laughs> it's so he's run up so long. But now what I like is the um the deliberate um how he holds the ball straight out, puts it up to his head, yes, and then lowers it down again. Apparently that's a thing that like his granddad used to do or like to do, and his granddad passed away, and that's like a thing he does is the old ball to the head and then down again. Hey, fucking workshop. He's kicking thirty goals ten. Yeah, well. I mean, like, he kicked two goals one, which is still... In the wet. Yeah, it was atrocious conditions. And that was actually one thing. North Melbourne, when the game got scrappy, lifted. Well, because they kicked two goals 12, I think, to halftime or something. At one point, they'd kicked one goal 10. Fuck, that's ugly. I think you put me onto this at the start of the game. Within the first six minutes, they'd kick six behinds. Yeah, uh, they kicked six behinds before Freo kicked a goal. And think, then the conditions got bad. Yeah. I think the conditions got bad. They actually adjusted to them and Freo kind of didn't. That was the story of the game. Well, I, I think oh. what happened was at halftime, they just got into the shin bone of spirit and they got into it hard. Have you guys seen the coaches association votes? Oh, no. They just come through. Tom, who do you think um, top scored for Geelong? In the, in the Geelong game, rather. Uh, Patrick Cripps. Paddy Cripps and Tom Stewart both had eight. Oh, fuck yeah. Brisbane, who do we think? Uh, Sydney player. It was a tenner. Oh, um, Dane Beams. Dane Beams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Next best was George Hewitt with six. All right, let's go with uh, Bombers game. Yep. Zaharakis with nine. Two people shared nine. Uh, One was Zaharakis. Uh, Heppel. Heppel, yes. I was called him David Heppel. Jake Stringer. <laughs> Jakey Stringer got two votes. He laid a lot of tackles. He had 17 touches or something like that. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, like Stringer has started to do what I think we wanted him to do at first, but what he's not capable, well, he, what he wasn't capable of doing where... We had him in a position that he doesn't usually play, which was like a bit further up the ground, and we needed him to be like a pressure player, which he just yeah. wasn't doing. But now he kind of is. He's still not A plus, but like he's a good B minus, mate. Yeah, you need B minuses. Nat Fife's leading that, by the way. He's had an awesome year, though. He's- he, had, he had an awesome. This just take away from the North game. I know I was being an arsehole before. He's fucking amazing. Like he played. He did that thing again where Freo were like, oh, fuck, we don't know what to do. And that fire's like, don't worry, guys. I'll do it on my fucking own. He was He's just awesome. He's leading uh, top three is actually Fife, Cripps, and then joint third is Cochin and Maxi Gorn. I fucking hope Maxi Gorn wins it. I'd love a Ruckman to win like an award. Dust, uh, Dusty's down there in 11th at the moment. Dusty That's is not too having- high. I D- think Dusty's- so too. 
riding on the coattails of last year. Absolutely. Although he was pretty influential in the St Kilda game when St Kilda were coming and he kicked a ripping goal from outside 50. Absolutely agree. Is that- but does he need to do more than kick one influential goal a game? I mean, I Gary Ablett yes. kicked one goal and had 25 touches and the people were like, no, he's just not having the impact. He- no, he's shit. That's been dusty nearly every week this year. So Correct. Interesting, interesting. That's a wrap-up of the game. There was a buy for the Suns and the Power this week. What are you talking about? Suns had a buy a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I've had a buy nearly every week. That joke <laughs> killed me as it came out. <laughs> um, what's next week? Let's let's do this. Let's profit call this shit. Early crow. Yeah. Um, and you should just a reminder, everyone. I'm winning the footy tip, so maybe pay attention to this. Oh yeah, you need to pay either do what Dusha does. Don't do what I do. I'm a fucking imbecile. I didn't put my tips in for first game of the week this week. <laughs> there are four votes between you and I at the moment, Tom. Four votes. Sorry, four um four tips. tips Am I winning? You You're up by four. Then I'm not going to tip Brisbane this week. My goal is to beat. Oh, that's a bit fucked. Fucking dog, he's giving me a wink. I don't know what to believe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I will say this: don't listen to uh, Joel Dusha on a Monday recording session because he never. He has often looked me in the eye and said, "I believe Sean," and then tipped against Brisbane. So did you do that this week, Sean? Fuck, oh, is he? No, he did actually copped it last week. He said, "I'm not going to tip Brisbane." Yeah, not nah, fair. Can I say fuck? Just a reminder for everyone listening to this who's in the footy tipping competition, um, there is a prize for the winner. Uh, we don't know what the prize is. We, we do, but we're not going to reveal it just yet. We're going to make you wait, sell that sizzle a bit more. Um, but if Dusha wins the tipping competition, we don't give the prize to second. No one gets the Dusha gets the prize. I get the prize, but uh, probably won't. Imagine how many smug photos I'm going to be posting on Twitter. So, so go hard. Don't let Dusha win. That's probably a good, yeah. Good way to look at this. Don't let me win. Hashtag don't let Dusha win. All right, who's playing this week? Let's go. All right, Sydney v. Carlton at the SCG. So Carlton movies. playing on a Friday night. Really? Yeah. No way. Sydney will smash them. Watch Buddy kick 10. Uh, Western Bulldogs versus Melbourne at Etihad. Melbourne. Melbourne should win. Melbourne need to win. Yep. <laughs> Melbourne, if they're legit, will win. Yep. yep. They don't like Etihad. No, nah, no, nah, but this is the Melbourne that is... Deep throating teams with their feet. <laughs> also, I don't think the dogs have much bite. Ooh. And their bark isn't any good either. They got <laughs> they got neither bark nor bite. They're just tail waggers. Uh, Hawks v Port at in Tassie. Oh, Port Adelaide. Hawks. Uh, Port coming off a rest, firing. Hawks have come Robbie off two. Gray. Hawks have come off two rests. They'll <laughs> come out. James firing. Sisley to get reported within the first ten minutes. Fingers crossed. Hawks have Just to him and Charlie Dixon get a massive fucking punch on. Hawks have to prove that um, they're the kings of Tasmania still because North is still on that title. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Hawks. I think Hawks. Now, Port, watch me be contrary. It's the only way I can beat Sean. All right. Uh, Gold Coast v Geelong. That should be an easy win to Geelong. Yep, please. <laughs> should. <laughs> Fuck for the love of God. Danger game. It is a danger game. As Cats in danger will fucking have a good day. Big call. If Cats lose, no finals, Tom. They're, well, if they lose, they've made way for uh, an up-and-coming team in red and black. You're welcome, Dusha. Uh, Someone's got to. I fucking believe in the... in Don the Sash, hashtag. Yes, whatever I it love, takes. I love how you get... No, no. <laughs> I love how you two absolutely fucking get around the Sash and the Maroon. And you're like, Tom, you're an arrogant piece of shit and we hate your team. Yeah. You've had too much success, mate. Let us have a dig. They, mate, his douche's team haven't won a final in fucking 10 years. 5,000 days or some shit. <laughs> it's cool. No one's counting. Got that.
Yeah, Essendon currently hold the record for for yeah, like longest finals drought. Speaking of Essendon, match of the round, huge dream time at the G. It's going to be bombers, probably eighty five thousand plus. I reckon they're going to get ninety because 90? Richmond are, Richmond are up and about. The bombers are up and about. It will be packed. Bloody hell! And boys, Dushri going to the game. I need to check my roster because mm. um, I was thinking about that today because it turns out that uh, friends of the show, Joel Zamet, Jackson Bailey and Cass are going with Jackson's dad who, look, I don't want to announce anything too early, but rumors are he'll be on the show next week. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, a, he's a Richmond he's fan. He's a Richmond boy. Oh. Uh, he will be on the show next week. <laughs> getting, I'm getting in early because you know why, Dusha? It's going to be an ambush. <sighs> yeah. There's... Essendon are scrappy enough that they might take Richmond by surprise. I reckon they absolutely will. I reckon the head wobble at Punt Road will topple them over and then Devin Smith will finish off the job. Oh, I'm on the Bombers. Yeah, I think they'll win by three goals. You watch You watch uh, Alex Rance not give any respect to McKernan and he kicks five. <laughs> that could happen. It's exactly what will happen. Or even Bagley. It could be exactly the same as what happened last. Like... The round that just happened. Jake Stringer get on the chain of a couple of cheapies or jumper punch someone. Who knows? <laughs> Fuck, I hope he does both. Stringer you know to kick a bag. Five? Yep. Go. Go, you good things. Imagine the pa- if the pa- oh, He does light up at massive games. He didn't at Anzac Day, but we're all shit, so it doesn't matter. He was one of your better players on Anzac Day, I thought. Actually, that's a fair call. He kicked call. three or four goals. I think he kicked like three goals, four, though. Yeah, but he turned up. Yeah, which... Uh, I'll take three goals, three goals, four over whatever Danaher did that day. Probably just complained that his groin hurt. Danaher, keep playing. That's really sore. Maybe it is really sore, guys. <laughs> oh, I believe, but I'm I'm nervous. If we win this though, and we don't make finals, I will be cut. <laughs> <laughs> if you win this, that means you'll have knocked off all teams that finished in the top eight last year. Oh, <laughs> except West Coast. Yeah. Well, I think that's. We would have beaten the top four. You would have, if you, um, yes, if you win this week, you'll have beaten the top four. Geelong, Richmond, Adelaide, and GWS. You know what you've got in your favour? What? Is that you made finals last year and you're playing Richmond. That's a good point. Mm. Richmond are not. Oh, (laughs) I didn't think that. Wow. That actually, that's a little worrying though, because Richmond might want to make a point of us. You'll have, no, if you beat Richmond this week, you'll have beaten the top five from last year. Oh. That's Adelaide, Richmond, Geelong, GWS. Clear your September schedule, boy. <laughs> the problem is you've then also got to like play like Freo and St Kilda and stuff. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Next game. Jesus. West Coast v St Kilda. West Coast, a massacre. Where yep. is it? It's there. Hellhole. Wow, so many players are going to die. <laughs> Jakey Carlisle not playing. He's got two weeks. I punching reckon, Jack um, Redwood on the head. <laughs> Alan Richardson's going to break his ankle walking out for the three-quarter time. Oh, actually. He's going out to stare them down and he just falls over. <laughs> on this. I and just the turf s- just swallows him up. I want to touch on something that I don't know how I feel about. So, Jake Carlisle, when he got reported, old mate fucking Kane Corns weighed in on it, citing that- Kane Jack- Corns had an opinion. Yeah, that Jack Rewalt's influence <laughs> on the game that was taken out should be taken into consideration no. for- they won by six fucking goals. Yeah, so Kane Corns is saying that if you hurt a star a player, player, you should get more weeks. What a fucking stupid, irrelevant, Port Adelaide, fucking brain-dead, insipid, <laughs> transparent cunt. Fuck me. He makes me so angry. We were we were good. We were happy. We were talking about Essendon and donning the sash. <laughs> Kane Corns is a fuckhead. It was so oh. conf- It's such a weird stance to take. 
I mean, oh my yes. God. <laughs> yes, it is. And Kane Corns probably would have had a lot of weeks if that had been the case, considering he was a tagger, which meant he went to the opposition player. Oh, fuck me. The best opposition player every week. Yeah, it's just like... He's such a fuckhead. He honestly... Look, he can't be this much of a brain-dead fuck. He literally says things to cause a reaction. Surely, because... What I mean, a dumb fuck. Did you see his face when he said that? Yeah, I did. Was he smirking like a little cunt? <laughs> uh, oh, I, I, I hate him. I can confirm that he Sean, was Sean, he's so angry right now. He's just such a parasite. Oh, Sean, this is what he wants. This is what he wants. Don't he does, he him, wants this. Don't give him air. Oh, I'm going to tweet him. <laughs> Next hey, game. Nor, uh, this could. This actually has potential to be game of the round. If Essendon and Richmond doesn't go in a great contest, I reckon this is a good game to fall back on. North Melbourne plays Brisbane Lions at Etihad. Sean, you back? You're fired up? Oh my god, I hate cane corns. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what you do love though? I Brisbane love, Lions. I love an underdog story. And this is the two underdogs meeting. This is the shin boner versus Miracle on Grass. The fucking sleeping giant of the AFL. Um we are gonna curb stomp North Melbourne back into footballing irrelevance this week. Whoa. <laughs> After this week, no one's going to be talking about North anymore. No one's going to give two shits about North because oh, I'm actually so excited that Darcy Gardner didn't get suspended because he's actually so crucial. Because I'll be honest, I'm fucking terrified of North's forward line. Oh, it's insane. Fucking Wait, uh, Brown, Wood, Zeeble. Zeeble. Jesus, that's a job Zeeble's for Harris Andrews. This year yep. as well. And a- Andrews probably takes... Field and Higgins can go forward. Who does Andrews take? Probably Brown. Probably Brown. Gardner will take Wait. Uh, actually, no, stop it. Actually, you're right. Gardner yeah. will take weight. Gardner, no, 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 no. Andrews will take weight because weight gets up the ground. There's a lot of times I watch games where weight's fucking in the back line all of a sudden. Oh, well, then I, I reckon whoever comes in for Matty Eagles takes weight. I wouldn't be surprised if Andrews does. Which just might be a Josh tank. Walker. No, but you want you don't want Andrews up the ground. You want him in the in the trenches to spoil. But in any case, Hodge probably takes Zebel or Cutler or someone like that. Fuck, it's just Hodge probably takes Zebel and this they is get literally... a massive fucking. They have a hip and shoulder off, and someone dies. <laughs> this this <laughs> is an explosion. Um, this game's going to be one in the midfield for sure. Yeah, fuck North. Are... At the start of the year, I would have said this is a win. Obviously, I believe. <laughs> Dusha, who are you tipping? Oh, I need you to look Sean in the eyes when you tell him. I legitimately, this is like one that I'm like real worried about because. Sean, <laughs> I think I believe. Oh, that wasn't where I thought it was going to go. I don't. Uh, he says this to me on a Monday. He you does. Watch, yeah, you, it's, you it's... watch him. You watch him flake. <laughs> you do the old JD flake. Thursday, I'll be at the pub with my friends, <laughs> knocking back a few beers, being put in my tips. But that's also a trick to my tipping. Usually, do it whilst inebriated. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome tipping. to How Good's Footy, where we encourage you to get drunk, kids, and gamble. Who you tipping? Uh, for you, Sean, I'm going to pick the pick the Lions. I have no faith in them, and I believe that North will win. Ooh. But for our <laughs> friendship, I'm backing the Lions. Actually, speaking of gambling, and this is not something I'm condoning. Appreciate that. You're welcome. North Melbourne are only paying $23 to win the flag all of a sudden. That's fucked. Get on them. <laughs> nah, Get not for me. Um, um, all right, what's the next game? I just quickly believe Brisbane will win by 10 points. Collingwood take on Frio at the MCG. Collingwood. 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 And this is a tough one because both of these teams are underperforming. Uh, Adelaide v GWS at Adelaide Oval. 
Adelaide, Adelaide to lift. Yeah, they need to. that, or they'll just stare the giants back into the rooms. Do they still do that fucking Power Rangers? They might thing? this week, even though there's no national anthem. They might just stand there in the giants like, what the fuck are they doing? And just leave, <laughs> like be like, oh, maybe, maybe we're here before the game starts, and they're just doing like a like a warm up. We'll leave and we'll come back in an hour. By that stage, half time, Adelaide have kicked a hundred goals <laughs> on a non-existent opposition. Adelaide by five goals for me, easy. Yeah. All right, uh, so yeah, that's all the tips for this week. We've got a shit ton of emails, and this is a long episode already. So I'm going to fly through these. Thanks to everyone who has emailed in. I'm sorry if I butcher any of these, but we've got to get through them fast. Uh, Robbie Gorman has emailed us just to let us know that there has been an issue like Hell Hall Stadium, but in the UK, that has currently been... There's a petition to get it shut down and to get rid of artificial turf. Wow. Mm. Wow. So basically an had style proposal. Yeah. And we've got Jackson... Jackson, uh, stop. Fuck, he's just out there. Why do you email us? That's weird. So I'm a true-blooded American, and thanks to the podcast of yours, I've turned against my country. He's oh. TC'd against the USA. Oh. I say, if you're going to TC against a country in a minute, that's a pretty good one to start with. <laughs> I've started watching your football instead of my own nations. It's pitiful and frankly goes against George Washington's <laughs> wishes. <but> nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, it's a good sport, and I continue to watch. I still need a team. So far, I've been pulling for the Saints because Ugh. a friend of the show, Matthew Stewart. Oh. But then I learned the Saints are the Saints. <laughs> uh, I don't watch soccer because I'm not that bad at being an American, but I, but you can go off my NFL team, the Cleveland Browns. They're basically the national bot of the joke. They have had a two-year-long losing streak. So based on this, I was hoping you'd help me. St. Kilda. <laughs> I can help you find my team. Thanks, buddies. And I wish no TCs will come in your life and every meal be a feast. Oh, Ripping bloke. Can't okay. do that to him. I've got a suggestion for him. Did he say that his team's been a bit of butt of the joke for two yeah. years? North Melbourne. Yeah. You know what? Matt Stewart would appreciate another St. Kilda supporter. So I'm going to say stick with the Saints. It's going to be a rough season, but yeah. There's, <laughs> like, there's light at the end of the tunnel. There Maybe, isn't. Yeah. There's not. Uh, we got an email from Edward. Hey, guys, blokes, men, and true mates. Oh, uh, this has quickly become my favorite podcast. Uh, he said he used to really listen to D&Ds for Nerds, another Sandspence Radio one, but uh, no good anymore. How good's footy is <laughs> the way to go. I'm going to find Adam and just hip and shoulder him into a window. <laughs> just out of the studio. Just cop that. Bang. <laughs> I need a team. And honestly, and honestly, Joel, I kind of want it to be accident. Hey, that's clever because he knew I was going to read the email. There is a problem. I can't pick a team due to where I was born since I was born in northern Queensland and raised in Tassie. After moving to Melbourne, I was taken to my one and only footy game by a bunch of mates who supported the Bombers. The game was great. I had a fucking great time. The Bombers won and I was set to buy the jersey. However, the game I watched was their last game of 2013. And it was a few days later that my high became crashing low when I found out the Bombers were banned from the finals. And I feel I may have jinxed them. My question is, should I go for the Essendon? Or does Joel not want me as a maybe bad luck for the... Boys. <clears throat> P.S. I would listen to the fuck out of a How Goods Footy AFL themed DD camp. <laughs> <laughs> I play Mitch Robinson and just hip and shoulder people. <laughs> well, Edward, um, <laughs> Tom's just hip and shouldered Adam through a window, so DD may be hard to come by. Um, can I can I suggest a team that if he doesn't want to go for the bombers and if you don't feel he can go for the bombers? Yeah. So he's in Melbourne now, I assume. Yeah. Uh, but he has previously. Tried to be in Tassie and tried to be in Queensland, North Melbourne. Remember when they tried to move into the Gold Coast before they created the Gold Coast and, and now they've put yeah, him in actually, Tassie? You know what? It's North Melbourne is his team. Edward, it's weird to find a team that has made such trajectory that mirrors your own. So uh, North Melbourne, but also don't worry. If you want to back for accident, I'm still happy to have you. <laughs> I feel like it was the drugs that got us banned and not you. <laughs> 
Uh, Ryan has emailed us. Just, dear how good's footy. All caps. Yeah. <laughs> Loving the show. You boys have reminded me of why I used to be so into the game. Unfortunately, I was brainwashed into supporting Carlton from a young age. You fucks have also reminded me of why I got disillusioned in the first place. <laughs> well, part of the reason, I lived in Tassie. They're currently in the, I'm in the UK, so getting amongst the games is not an option. Only round I've not shed a single stoic tear was eight, so I appreciated the how to deal with perpetual losses tips. <clears throat> my question is, do you think there's any hope of my boys getting the shit together as they age as a team over the next few seasons, seeing as experience seems to be the main issue? What do you reckon needs to happen? Nah, but in all, nah, but in all seriousness, huge fan of your work. Cheers, lads. Ryan. I, I reckon the pieces are there. This is Carlton. Yeah. 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 They'll, they'll... I've got the hiccups again. It's going to need patience. They've got key position players. They've got a good young midfield. Uh, they Where they did fuck it was that it's literally just like Mark Murphy because Sam Doherty got injured and they got rid of Gibbs and they don't have that senior experience to help them at the moment. But probably I would say two or three years from now, you're going to be one of the better teams. Yeah, you watch them. You watch Carlton go pretty hard for some mature recruits. Yeah, they need, they need. Yeah, just a few senior recruits really, just to yeah. pull the team together. Maybe I think, a Bryce Gibbs. Oh, hang on, <laughs> I do think Carlton will finish in the bottom three. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Probably. So they they'll probably use, finish last. They will use that first or second pick, and then every other pick I'd say would be on the table yeah. for next year. Experienced player. Next year will definitely be a better year for them. Yeah. Here's the thing too. It doesn't even need to be like a good experienced player. It just needs to be like a role player, like a like how GWS grabbed Matty DeBoer. DeBoer? Yeah, DeBoer. Devin Someone Smith like to Essendon. Even, yeah. even how- um, Just like a, a, a fringe player at another club who can come in and just add experience and help the young boys out. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the, the, the perfect example and it's eluding me and uh, it's going to drive me fucking nuts. Mm. Fuck, I hate it. It's it's here. Paul Salmon to Essendon in the mid two thousands. That wasn't it, but sure, <laughs> sure. Let's let's keep going. You could do with a Mitchie Robinson right now. That's that's what I was thinking, but it no, not Mitch Robinson. Fuck. All the players I'm thinking of are like, oh, that's a really good one. They're all ex Carlton players who've left in like the last five <laughs> years. So I'm gonna shut up. I'm gonna shut up. All right, uh, we got an email from Owen. Hey, fellas, loving the pod, despite <clears throat> my D's inevitably always being the in the. Does anyone actually give a fuck about this game? Game. The <laughs> hey, last they weren't this week. Were they? they well, we, Can't remember. Yeah, we were just like, oh yeah, 91 points on you. Adelaide shit. With talks of the new Marvel Stadium, it reminded me of the time that Hawking changed his name to Whiskers. Yes. For 20k yes. and 80k for Geelong. Which company should pay for a current play to change their name and to what? And he, as an example, he was like, oh, Universal could pay for Joe Danaher to be named the Dark Universe as they both stopped being relevant in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the quality. Oh, shit. Thanks to all the quality analysis, as a D supporter, I think we all have a great season, so long as Goodwin takes a spirit measure to each game to ensure the track is flat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love Cheers. it. Great email. Love it. Good email. Um, I'm trying to think of a We forgot a to talk about Marvel Stadium. <sighs> yeah, fuck. It's the best. Yep. Yeah, I love I'm it. okay with it. Whatever. Marvel Stadium. I mean, look. It was Colonial, Colonial Stadium. Telstra Dome. Telstra Dome, which is by far the dumbest name. And Eddie had. Now Marvel Stadium. Fucking on board with it. Yeah. Fucking love superheroes and I love footy. Marvel Stadium is pretty good. If like, people hate that anyway, they can just call it Docklands. Docklands Stadium. A lot of teams do refer to it as a Docklands Stadium anyway. Yeah. No one likes the Docklands. <laughs> it's a shithole. Um, Marvel, of, yeah, great. I'm trying to think of a play that you could like rename based on a on a product. And I'm like, oh, it's got to be sort of similar, but Buddha isn't... Gary Hocking does not sound <laughs> like Whiskers. The cat food. The cat food. For 100K though. For, and he only changed his name for a week. Yeah, it's a fig. It's good money. Hey, does anyone want to change? I'll change my name for a week for 24K. 
I'll fucking do it. Someone wants to give I'll, for a grand next week. I'll fucking go by dickhead if you want. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Twenty four k. Does <laughs> I am still take a up. week? Take a week to think about it, and we'll come All back. Right. I want to come up with one for Maxi Gorn because I think he'd he'd get in on that. He'd Shrek fucking love it forever after. <laughs> Couldn't he be Max Gorn? Could be change it to Braun Shaver. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. that yeah, that's good. And he has to shave the beard off Ooh. as part of the campaign. Nice for a hundred grand, surely. Yeah. Surely, and that all goes to Maxi. So is he just Max he- Braun for a week? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Max Braun. Great. Um, and every time he kicks a goal, he just has to mime shaving. <laughs> and in that game, for other media purposes, they have to win. Just after leading all day and a team almost come back, yeah. so that the Herald Sun can then, for marketing purposes, say Braun in a close shave. Oh, Tom. Oh, mate. Brilliant. But, but yeah, that's look, that's a huge answer, and I don't think we're ever going to top that. Fuck. So we've got two more emails. Uh, so we've got one from David. Hey, guys, it's David here. Hey, I- David here. <laughs> Classic. I first wanted to say thank you all for creating this podcast and getting me into the greatest game in the world. You're welcome. Secondly, I had a few questions. Why did players take their mouth guards out when they're going for a set shot? Hmm. Can a goal review after a game is over affect who wins? Sean, is there any way a TC can have that title removed? (laughs) Uh, And then one more thing. If you do an end of year special, you should have some TC awards. Keep up the awesome work. I don't always agree with your opinions, but you explain yourselves well enough that I get your reasoning and I respect it. Go Tigers. (laughs) May your teams farewell. David from Nebraska. Oh, beautiful. Thanks, David. David from Nebraska. What was question one? Uh, The mouth guard one. Breathing. It's so they can control their breathing. So they can control their breathing. They can relax a bit. Yeah. And then- it's also probably just a force of habit. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where you grow up as a kid watching it and you see them all do it and you just do it. But I think it is, it is, it's easy to breathe without a mouth guard. Mouth guard yeah. yeah. They can probably, probably take a deep yeah, breath, yeah. open their mouth a bit more, whereas if you take a deep breath with a mouth guard, it's like... <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, Ben Brown is choking to death. Wearing a mouth guard is shithouse as well. It is. But can I say, if you don't, you end up looking like Elliot Yo, and he's missing his front two teeth because he didn't play with one one week and just got fucking cleaned up. <laughs> Is that in, like, in slow motion where you could see the teeth? Yeah, you see the teeth fly out of his mouth. <laughs> and afterwards, he's interviewed. He's like, yeah, I probably should have... Uh... <laughs> it's fucking good. Probably shouldn't have TC'd. Um, it wouldn't have happened. What was the Ooh. second one? Uh... Can a goal review after a game is over effect? I don't think that's happened. No, no. it's never happened. There has been. Do you remember Siren Gate a few years ago? The Frio St Kilda game in Tassie. Did it change the result? It did. I've got a great story about this, but you explain it and so, I'll jump in. So Siren Gate was a game where Chris Connolly was still coaching Frio. Oof, um, Frio, Frio had the siren had rung. It was a new stadium. It was a new the- stadium, and the siren had rung at one end, but they'd fucked up the timer somewhere else. So basically, what happened is that the umpires didn't hear the siren, so allowed a freak, a mark, St Kilda mark, and shot on goal to be paid after the siren had already blown, meaning the ball had been dead. And the play kind of went on for five seconds. Chris Connolly was on the ground cheering and celebrating, and then kind of stopped, looked really confused. St Kilda then kicked a goal, which leveled the score. And during the week, the AFL investigated and actually, at the end of the week, found that. Nope, the siren had indeed sounded. The end of the game had hit earlier than the freak. The mark was paid, therefore yep. the ball was dead before it had been kicked for the mark. Therefore, Freo had won and actually stripped, took the two points off St Kilda and gave them to Freo. So I'm going to like a very funny story about this. So uh, one of the AFL umpires, in fact, one of the most famous AFL umpires, was a school teacher at my high school, Ooh. and this happened in 2008. Who was your teacher? Hayden Kennedy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where he was umpiring this game and he was the umpire that didn't hear the siren. Because actually they have an earpiece that whistles when the siren goes so they can actually yeah. hear the... 
yeah. the siren. Yeah. So he didn't hear the siren. All of this went down. And then later that week, he was teaching a class and he had the class after lunchtime. And half the class didn't rock up until 15 minutes in. <laughs> and he was just like, boys, where have you been? And they're like, oh, sorry, sir, I didn't hear the bell. Oh! <laughs> Did he appreciate that in any way? Apparently, and I wasn't there, and I'm so sad I didn't see it, but apparently he was just like, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's massive. Fucking great. Um, and the last one was, Sean, can TCs ever not be TCs? Rocky's on his way. <sighs> well, okay, no, no. No, I'd argue he's a TC forever. No, I think if you TC, you're a TC. Yeah, you can be a good player that's a TC, but you just can't shake that brand, and there that's are, fine. There are different levels, obviously, which yeah. we briefly and talked about. Best TCs. Charlie Cameron's an RTC. Uh, Dane Beams, for me, is a, a, H, uh, a HRTC. He's a heroic reverse traitorous cunt. <laughs> um, <laughs> Danger. RTC. Oh. Well, left a club that was playing in finals for another club playing in finals to go home. Could have, could have probably won a grand final. He's on the he edge of night. RTC. I still would call him a TC. And then we've also got Essendon players that left after Essendon drugged them. So I can't really label them anything except clever boys. Um, CBs, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. They're probably heroic TCs. Yeah, HTCs took one for the team. Yeah. What's Gary Ablett? Oh, fuck. He's a convoluted mess is what he is. <laughs> double um, TC. Oh, no way. No way. No, he is, though. He's a double TC. He's an RTC. He can't own. It's not the same. Did he undo- no, 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 no. He left. He, he left. No, no, no. no, no. It's actually worse because he no, left. Is he nothing? You go, Sean. Is he nothing? Did he undo his TC status oh, oh, by going he's... back to the team that he originally left? So you think he, he closed the loop? I think he closed the loop. I oh. think he didn't. I think he left a bottom club at its lowest moment because he, he was there for its lowest he, moment. He was there he, on the first two years because he cracked the shits because he didn't get the success that he was promised. And he came back home. So he went He's a double to, TC. He went to uh went to Gold Coast. I'm feeling st- personal attacked. Stole a brown low. <laughs> then came home and he was like, no, I've done enough. Speaking now. of stolen brown lows, Joe Watson. Uh just he gave to- his back. Did he though? They never got it back. Isn't that the story? What? He was like, oh, I don't have it. Oh, it's in my drawer. Show it to us. No. I didn't hear that. There's a rumor going either. around that the, the, the brown low medal never went back. Tim Watson's defended this on like the news, but um, apparently there's like there was a rumor going that it's his grandma's place. Let her keep it. Yeah, he owns but then it. but then Tim's like, oh no, that's a replica. Job gave his back. The girl's like, yep, it's in a drawer at AFL house. And the media are like, show it to us. And he's like, I have to go back inside now to look at the Brownlow medal that's definitely in the drawer <laughs> in AFL house. Oh, Gil. All right. Um, <laughs> finally, and this one will get you fired up again, Sean. Fuck's sake. Nah. I think you'll like this one. <laughs> yes. This one's from a fella called Special K. <laughs> <laughs> oi, oi, lads. Oh, <laughs> Just wanted to give you a quick thanks for bringing back my love for footy. Yeah. Being a Brisbane boy, oh. I always copped it for watching, I can't say it, but Slur FL. Yeah. Something that I know that- Oh, yeah. yeah no, nah, yeah. I don't like that, yeah, actually, yeah. mate. Over, over, that, but that's but that's shitty Queenslanders being shitty Queenslanders. Exactly, yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Drink I always your, copped dr- it for. Yeah, drink your four X gold over the NR, NR, uh, NRL. I'm ashamed to say that I conformed and began to follow the NRL, and my Brisbane Lions support began to fade. But then, first few episodes of How Good's Footy came out on Unprompted and Unwanted, oh. and my love for footy came back stronger than ever. Oh. Oh. Fuck the NRL and up the Lions. Have yeah. a good one, fellas. Yes. 
Special K, you are indeed the specialist of Ks. <laughs> and look, boys. That was Carmichael Hunt, wasn't it? <laughs> no, he was selling Special K. He's... <laughs> Oh, it's so sugary. Look, um, <laughs> I'm excited for this week. It's going to be huge. And yeah. on that note, I've been Joel. I've been Tom. I've been Carney. <sighs> How good's footy, boys? Do we need to say where we are? I don't know. <laughs> if you want to send us an email so the douche you can fuck up reading it out, um, send an email into howgoodsfooty at gmail.com or you can tweet us at howgoodsfooty or individually, I'm at Awkward Trade. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. I'm at Douche13. I hope you enjoyed this extra long episode because it fucking cooked us. <laughs> Way Go Lions! <laughs>